0: Welcome to Dragon Talk. We are back. We are back. This is the official Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Yeah. We we're traveling through the snow. Yep. Uh, and then now we we're out of the With snow. With traction tires. Right. With traction tires. Yep. Did you put chains on Chain. your tires? Yep. Chains are now removed because chains are removed. no more snow. Sunny day. Sunny day. Oh,
1: sunny day.
0: Um, I'm Greg Tito, in case you didn't know.
1: I'm Shelly Mazzanova.
0: And we are here to talk to you about both the Dungeons and the Dragons, yeah. as well as a new product we announced. Woo! We talked, uh, those of you listening might have heard Matthew Lillard uh, talk about his uh, Sinister Silver Edition.
1: Yeah, it's hard to say.
0: for I know, right? I, was, I had to think about it for a second, but the Sinister Silver, silver. Edition. Uh, but we are now here to talk all about the Ghosts of Saltmarsh adventure, and we have Kate Welch joining this interview segment to go through all that. This is going to be real fun. It's going to be really fun. Oh, yeah. The uh, Ghost of Saltmarsh adventure uh, that I know of right now takes players from level 1 to level 12, You'll be playing through um, an adventure that, or a campaign rather, that takes you, you know, mostly monotical themed things. There's some uh, inspiration and or adaptation of the sinister secret of Saltmarsh and the the subsequent, well, I mean, you're going to find out, you're going to find out what those secrets are um, and what those ghosts are when you're burying them out of the closet of the skeletons. I'm very confused. Okay. Uh, Well, that's why
1: Kate's coming. That's
0: why Kate. She'll tell us all about it. Um, But Ghosts of Saltmarsh will be um, uh, available uh, May 21st, and it is going to be awesome. It is. It's got a cool cover. It's got a very cool... In fact, there's two cool covers. Oh,
2: yeah. Right? There's the standard cover,
0: and then there's the alternate um, uh, cover that will be available only in game stores, and it is pretty amazing looking. It's of a Sahuagin. Uh, coming out at you or at the, uh, uh, the 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 viewer of the cover of the book, it's it's pretty sweet. Um, and uh, yeah, again, it adapts the uh, U series of adventures. So there's three of those created by the TSR UK office back in the early 80s, oh. um, as well as a bunch of other nautical themed adventures and or uh, uh, seafaring adventures from uh, Dungeon and Dragon magazine, but also back in the day. So. That should be pretty neat. That's gonna be fun. And uh, it, it, you can play them all individually, or you, you know, and drop them into your campaign or your homebrew however you want. Um, but then you can also run through them continuously uh, and uh, take your characters again up from from level one to level twelve. Back in
1: the day, we had a um, in fourth edition, we had a program called Lair Assault. Do yeah, you remember Lair Assault? I do. Like super deadly. Yeah. Encounters or adventures, um, and I played in one that had a nautical theme. And it was the most fun I think I've almost ever had playing d d
0: Almost ever had?
1: Yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean, it was, like, really far up there. It Were was you... just so different than what you would typically do. Because yeah. you have, like, you know, kind of a limited area that you can run around on. Although I, my character did have the ability to breathe underwater.
0: Oh, that's going to be very important, I think, yeah. for an adventure like this.
1: But um, the creatures that you can encounter are rather... Frightening.
0: Mm-hmm. There is something creepy about the sea, you know, because it's inherently you have there's no something idea creepy about what's it. under there, right? Yep. It could be a kraken. That's why we have all these. It could wonderful be a kraken tentacles uh, popping out. We here. did
1: encounter a kraken. Did you? It wasn't great. Was it released? It released. It <laughs> released. It released all over our boat. <laughs> well, I think we all died.
0: Oh. Well, that sounds about right. But that I mean, was kind of like Larysa. That was like the like deal. You just
1: didn't expected. Exactly. Keep playing that character.
0: I hear you. I hear you.
1: That would actually be a great kind of campaign to do the random character.
0: Oh, yeah. Because then there'd be some...
1: Because you're just not attached to it.
0: Yeah. You just got it. But what if it survives one? Then all of a sudden you, get, uh, you do get attached. Yeah. And then
1: it gets taken away. I get attached pretty easily.
0: Um, but then there's uh, obviously the falling star ship we've got here would be working very well with in tandem with the Ghost of Saltmarsh uh, adventure. So it's very cool. So cool. That uh, is available in game stores right now. It's from WizKids. Kids. It is uh, not cheap. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. It is uh, you know got a two hundred fifty dollars MSRP oh. uh, for it, and it is. I don't want to necessarily put a valuation on it, but it seems really, really cool. Maybe I a, love it. A nice gift for your dungeon master? A nice gift for your dungeon master. It is beautiful. The detail is great. There's real cloth uh, for the sails. Yeah. Um, there's you know crow's nests and things like that. that You can put your miniatures. It's built for uh, you know being your uh, home base, essentially, for a, a campaign like uh, one you can jump into in Goals of Summer. It is so really beautiful. It is pretty neat. There's a lot more detail in it. You can pull up. Various parts of the decks, and there's detail below decks as well, which I find fascinating. And then um,
1: the little windows open.
0: The windows open right where the where the cannons would be, that type of thing. It's 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 just super neat. And the figurehead,
1: oh, amazing. I
0: know oh, the gold dragon yeah. figurehead with the claw anchor. The claw
1: anchor just got me. Like, I mean, oh, it just
0: works
2: on what so a many good levels. idea.
1: What a good idea. I almost want to get a boat <laughs> so I can get a gold dragon claw anchor.
0: And then we can wear a Pashmi, uh, like a nautical themed pashmina Afghan and okay. just be on a boat.
1: Okay. Yeah, let's do it. And some Dock Siders. And
0: some Dock Siders and some fun coupons. That and was like fun.
1: in fifth grade. That was like all I wanted was a pair of Dock Siders.
0: Right? With like the boat shoe, like the leather
1: boat yes. shoes. And then you had to do the, the little leather laces in a very specific way. Like nobody just tied them. You had to have them untied. And then on each side like this little like curl oh my God. cue yeah, way of tying what was that? I don't know, but... It took me a long time to master
0: it. It was very big in the eighties. Those of you who are not alive then may not understand. Uh, and maybe it was a northeast thing only because maybe. it was. I remember that very clearly. My older brothers uh, and sister wearing or being around people who had the, those shoes. It was done very that specific to me. way.
1: And in fact, I was looking at a lot of pictures last month, old pictures, yeah. and there's a picture of me. In my little monogrammed sweater, because I was also really into that when I was 10, mm-hmm. and hugging my grandma and holding like the box of shoes in my hand, because clearly she gave them to me for my birthday, and I was like crying. I mean, it wow. was like, it was a super intense moment.
0: Well, hopefully, you can find those shoes and wear them again on the boat yes. that we're going to purchase together.
1: I'm going to practice my lacing right now yeah. and pegging my jeans. I was just going to say, pegging your jeans. <laughs> yes.
0: yes. Uh, although, remember, we got in trouble last time. We mentioned oh, pegging jeans. Oh, damn it. That's right. <laughs> the,
1: oh, you guys have to remind us of these things. Right.
0: There's Things were different. Is a different time. Different time. In the 80s.
1: Kids. Kids these days.
0: Yeah. They've got, like, momos now to deal with. I don't even want to know what... Um, it really is. Speaking of kids, uh, there is an amazing uh, couple of products out there from uh, our friends, uh, Matt Forbeck, the amazing author who wrote the four Endless Quest books that came out last year. We got two more. Yes. Two more. They're uh, called Escape from Castle Ravenloft, Ooh, that's a good uh, which one. is a cleric adventure and has all to do with uh, what's happening in Ravenloft with Strahd's lair. And then uh, the Mad Mages Academy. Which is a rogue adventure, and you have to steal the spellbook of Hallister Black Cloak, uh, Which I all those sound pretty darn amazing. It reminds I
1: love. me of Umbrella Academy.
0: Ooh, Are I haven't seen that. that? No, is it good? Yeah, it's pretty good. I've heard Anywhere? amazing you things.
1: It? I like it. You like it, Paul?
0: Yeah, everybody has said some amazing things uh, about it. So, adding it to the list. I'm still getting through rewatching Game of Thrones, and and uh, rewatching it. Well, yeah, I want to kind of get caught up before oh. the the premiere of. Of the last season, right? It's fun. I just, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, but what else do we want to talk about? Oh, yeah, I know folks might be interested in a little unearthed arcana that came out recently.
1: Wow! For the artificer, a lot of excitement about that.
0: There's a lot of excitement, and people are downloading it and checking it out now. It is a playtest material, so it's just another uh, iteration of what uh, the artificer class may look like. Uh, and uh, would love for you to check it out. It's it's pretty great. Um, speaking of checking out, Dragon Plus has a new issue out, yes, which is all about Ghosts of Saltmarsh. So if you're interested in finding out more about that adventure after you listen to uh, our interview with uh, Kate Welch about all that, it, um, go check out go. and download Dragon Plus to your phone. It's available on iOS as well as on Android and on the web at dragonmag.com. Chock full of great stuff about uh, Ghosts of Saltmarsh and as well as other products.
1: Also... Do you know what else is in there? What Did you read there? the issue?
0: What else is in
2: there?
1: There was a whole segment that um, was about like quirks. I don't remember what it was called, but I know they talked about a familiar
0: that I invented. Yeah?
1: Oso de la Fez. Oso de la Fez. He was the familiar of my tiefling wizard, Tabitha.
0: Oh, I remember Tabitha. And they had
1: a beautiful backstory. Um so they talked about his, how he came to be? Mm-hmm. I had written a couple of articles about that, and I was reading the articles again. Like I actually forgot, like a lot of like what happened, but apparently my little tiefling wanted the the party wouldn't recognize Oso as a real bear, mm. and so Tabitha went and made a shady deal and sold like a small portion of her soul in exchange for him to become a real bear Aww. and a real familiar. And when he was inactive, she wore him like a teddy bear backpack. And then when he was active, he turned into, like, this giant bear, and he was, like, super crushing and, like, totally broken, but amazing. But also fun and And, and nobody could deny his presence then. And then um, there was also this part, like, a small part of the deal was that at <laughs> some point Oso may, like, turn on the party, but nobody, mm. only the dungeon master knew what his trigger was and knew, like, what would happen if that trigger was ever pulled.
0: Did it Did it happen? It still may. It
1: occur. still could happen.
0: So Oso, doesn't that mean Bear? Yeah, in
1: Bear of the Hat, Bear, bear of the Fez, Bear of the Fez. <laughs> he wore a little red, fe- red, a little red. But anyway, there's um back when John Shinahetti was the art director for D anD D. He com- had a bunch of artists commission their interpretation of Oso. Aww. And so we've it's got cute. amazing artists that actually like. Contributed a drawing of Oso, and all of those are in the issue too. And it's really, really amazing. That's and beautiful so cool. and cute, and I love it. It was just nice to revisit that.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, check out that article. Yeah. Yeah. And then Good. watch uh, Agent Oso with your kids. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is all I've been saying. As soon as you said Oso, I was like, oh, I'm thinking of uh, think Samwise like Gamgee. What's the name of the Around
1: the same time that. Oh, was it? But I didn't do that on purpose. Sure, you didn't. I didn't even have a kid.
0: Why I didn't would even I even have a
1: husband then? Why
0: would I be watching kids why programming? Why a
1: kids movie? <laughs> Come on. I probably didn't even know what that Oso
0: meant, Bear. Someone just said that and you're like, "Yeah, sure, what a great name. Oso de la Fez." It is a good name. It is a good name. You
1: can use him in your games.
0: I love familiars. I have never been able to really experiment with a character that used one though. I want to. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I almost always try to get one. Even when my character shouldn't have one. Yeah.
0: It just you're like, why would a barbarian have a familiar? <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> You're like, it just should.
1: I mean, anyone can adopt an animal,
0: right? Yeah, and there's uh, there was a recent Unearthed Arcana about companions, and I, I think that's a, a great way to kind of make sure every class has that ability to I have. Think they, I feel like they should. Yeah, I it mean, could it, be I an guess... animal, it could be an NPC, all that kind of fun stuff. Why
1: deny? Why deny a character that wants? An animal.
0: You know, because this is such an uh, uh, improvisational game, you know, you want to say yes and, not no, you cannot. Right. Exactly.
1: Yes. And you can have a badger <laughs> and a falcon.
0: And a falcon. Uh, so uh, a lot of other fun stuff happening in the D&D multiverse, including the Black Viper is a character that you can unlock in Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms right now. Uh, Our uh, 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 friend, Vivid Vivka, who is the um, uh, cosplayer who uh, wore that costume during the stream of Many Eyes, uh, has been uh, a big part of uh, getting that character out there. So that's been really cool. You can unlock that. Uh, I believe uh, this week and the next uh, by, I, I think it ends on March 8th. So if you hear this by then, you might be able to jump in and get that unlocked and uh, that'd be super cool. So check that out if you can. Um, and uh, we mentioned, of course, Beetle and Grimm's uh, sinister silver edition for Ghost of Saltmarsh uh, is uh, able up for pre-orders. Now it'll be coming out around uh, May 21st when Ghost of Saltmarsh is available for everyone. Um, there's just one release date now, so that's really exciting. We don't have to say two release dates anymore. It is yes. May 21st. Yes, everywhere uh, you can purchase that adventure. But and, still
1: uh, two covers.
0: But still two covers.
1: One release date, but two great covers. Yeah,
0: and I want to give a shout out to the artists of that of those uh, of those covers because they do they do great art. So why not yeah. why not let them know? Um, so the. Uh, standard cover uh, which is available everywhere uh, is by Gregorz Rutkowski mm-hmm. um, and I love that artwork of the the, the two boats and the there's cracking tentacles in it pulling down and who again cool. trying to climb Very into the boat it. really love it it makes it definitely feels like you're on this high seas playing D&D uh, you kind of
1: know what you're getting into when you see that cover right you know don't be surprised
0: don't judge the book by its cover but it's a really oh, great cover but you cover. should but you I mean should. if you're
1: gonna then everyone's gonna buy that book
0: done and done so um, and then the uh, alternate cover is by N. C. Winters, and uh, it features. It's got that blue kind of soft touch. There'll be some shiny bits in it as well, um, but it features a who again, uh, like I said, coming at you, uh, which looks coming very, at you. I believe the term "metal" is the word is what people are using to describe so metal. that uh, cover the most. Yeah, I
1: feel like that's a term that's kind of coming. Up more often.
0: Yeah. My, like just, you wanna know, just want to like throw up the horns and yeah. just be like, all
1: right. Oh, you're yeah. so metal. Yeah. Oh, I, this water bottle so metal. I blame <laughs> everything's yeah, becoming it, metal.
0: This microphone is made out of metal.
1: This is so metal. <laughs> you're palum, you're so metal.
0: Don't meddle in things you can't understand. <laughs> Put the
1: metal to the metal. What? What? Nope. Nope. Wrong.
0: I don't think your your metal is up to the test, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I blame, you know, Joe Manganiello and Death Saves for, for bringing metal back.
1: Yeah. But it's just like an adjective now that I feel like people are just throwing around over mm-hmm. like, man, this breakfast is so metal.
0: Which is, I <laughs> well, how, what is, 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 is like, a metal breakfast? It's the new on, are you, on there,
1: fleek or fleck. Is it fleck or fleek? Let's say fleek. I'll ask my daughter, Kesha.
0: <laughs> <laughs> She's the one who coined that term for sure. Uh, awesome. So, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much all we want to get through for this fun thing. Uh, we will be, Shelly and I will be at Gary GaryCon. Yep. Uh, at, in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Which is
1: great because when I go to shows without you, people are always like, who's Greg? I
0: know, same. So
1: like, just put us together at the same show.
0: And we'll be doing some Dragon Talk interviews yeah. from there, so uh, some of the podcasts you'll be hearing from now will have some interviews from there, and uh, it'll be tons of fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Sweet. Let's throw it to our segment, which I believe will be with Kate Welch, and then we'll come back for our interview with Kate Welch. Whoa. We got. We lots. are welting it up. We got so much Kate's.
1: Kate overload.
0: Kate overload. Can't get enough Kate though. Uh, but I'm very excited for this for this new segment. So uh, let's do it. Me too. Random character generator. Go. Welcome to a new segment here for Dragon Talk called Random Character Generator. I am joined by Kate Welch. Yes, you are. How are you? I'm so good. I'm, I'm so, happy. so excited to do this segment. I know.
3: You've You've been asking me to do this for a couple weeks now, or at least at least a couple weeks. Yeah. I'm yeah I know was, like, you're months excited about, about it. Even. Yeah. It's been uh, a while. Uh,
0: right. Inspired by uh, your... Well, first of all, let me say what this segment is. We are going to take a... Uh, uh, use D&D Beyond's random character button and output a character, we're going to do it a third level um, and then through the course of this conversation, uh, talk through what happens uh, on screen and develop a character that would be really fun to role play. Sure. Essentially, and again, yeah. this was inspired by uh, the uh, session you ran at, at, at Pack Some Play. Do you want to mm-hmm. talk about that for a second?
3: Yeah. So um, I was asked to do from the D and D Beyond crowd. Uh, they asked me to DM a random role character thing, and it was the first time I'd ever publicly DM'd for anybody. Uh, and so they had Jeremy Crawford and Amy the Falcon from CT. And Todd Kenrick and Adam um, from from D and D Beyond, um, Lauren and Satine also mm-hmm. were were on it. So all of them sat down. They saw whatever trash came out of the random ger- character generator, and they had to then immediately, God bless them, just role play as those characters. And they did, they did an incredible job. Um, but it was it was I I, I recommend you can go check the, out the VOD of it. I think it's if if you look up PAX Unplugged Random Character, you'll you'll find it. Nice uh, because I. Um, I had a lot of fun DMing it and by the end I think I had half the crowd was giving me a standing ovation and half of them were booing angrily. <laughs> <So> <laughs> that's the was, exact reaction yeah, you wanted. That was what I wanted out of that. <laughs> so I, it, was, it was a good time. It was a good show.
0: And I've been playing, I, I, uh, have been playing a lunchtime campaign uh, with Mike Merles as Dungeon Master. I didn't have time to prep a character so I knew that this random generator exists and I always wanted to do something like this right. and i've loved my character who is a uh, a forest gnome paladin of the of of the trees <laughs> with a very high um, uh, uh, intelligence, but a low wisdom, that's and awesome. it was just super fun to play and figure out how that would work. Uh, totally, and uh, I think that's a lot of the the, the thing of this. Is they're they're role playing challenges that can end up being characters that you fall in love with.
3: Absolutely, yeah, and and trying to always optimize for stats isn't necessarily the way that you get an interesting role play experience. So this right. is really
0: good for that. Exactly, and and as as a note, these will not be optimized characters. No, they will not. Yes, they will, will, will be, be optimized for role play. Yeah,
3: they'll be optimized for perhaps and, a trash can. And,
0: and enjoyment. Yes, yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, just talking through if you're not familiar with D&D Beyond, it has uh, basically everything you need to create a character within 5th edition. I believe I have uh, the uh, source books that are currently released all unlocked, so it could be anything from any of those source books. We chose Uh, level three because that is when most of the multi-classes or I'm not multi-classes, the um, subclasses subclasses are are available and unlocked at that point. We're not picking, you know, you can add uh, filters in here as you can see on on the screen, those of you watching on stream, but if you're watching a podcast, you can add um, uh, race or class or allow multi-class and things like that. We're not going to do any of that. We're just going to do a level three and see what happens. You ready? I'm so ready. All right. Create character. Oh boy. It's loading.
3: Oh my gosh!
0: We shall see the
3: tension. I feel like they didn't need a loading screen this long, but they just
0: okay. Yes. Yeah, so, view character view sheet. Character. All oh. right. Oh, a turtle! A turtle warlock.
3: Wow. Named Theramar.
0: Theramar. Very nice. Is a nice. Tortle warlock, strength of fifteen.
3: High int. Okay, that's good. We need that to yeah. be a good warlock. We got we got an oddly strong, intelligent, charismatic proficient in wisdom and charisma. So um good I, I feel like that's very tortally. I'm already getting the sense if you're proficient in wisdom and charisma, you've seen the world a little bit, you've you you've you've got some wherewithal about you, your personality is strong, you know, <laughs> like you're 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 just like you're the kind of person people go to when they want to have like a, a serious conversation about something, I'm ge- I'm yeah. liking this. But he's also a warlock, so he's probably a little creepy.
0: Right? Uh, yeah, we'll get to where what his pact might be Ooh, uh, yeah. in a second. But let's look at his skills. He's got in, uh, Arcana, which makes sense, of course. History, history,
3: also good. Yeah, that, I don't know this guy. This guy feels pretty uh pretty optimized. This is a good warlock. It's <laughs> actually not.
0: Yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> he speaks
3: Aquin. Is that that's not a total trait, is it?
0: I think it is a total. Oh, okay, 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 okay. All yeah. Right. Because uh, from the, from the water, got it. Okay. Uh, persuasion, which works, right? Um, uh,
3: he's got a dice set as his tools,
2: ooh. so he's a
3: little bit of a gambler. That's Maybe that charisma, neat. wisdom of Theramar lures people into gambling situations that yeah. that he knows that he can uh, he can like use his arcana and his and his warlocking to make it seem like something risky is about to happen, so people lose their. They they lose their ability to, to gamble effectively.
0: Ooh, I like that. Um, so yeah, as far as patron goes, it's the otherworldly patron. You have struck a bargain with the undying.
3: The undying. Very. I don't know much about the undying. Can Let's we see. can we d d beyond it?
0: Yes. Uh, you know, so have uh, uh, with an otherworldly being of your choice, the fiend. Uh, which Ooh. is uh, which is detailed at the end of the class report. Okay, yeah. Uh, we went from so, another source.
3: Okay, so we have the Undying. I don't know. I don't know anything about the Undying. Well,
0: let's just go with let's, what with the Undying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, this
3: is packed magic.
0: Is, uh How do I get rid of that? Oh, there you go. It's oh, you just have that eye, easy.
3: You have Eyes of the Runekeeper. Uh, oh yeah. Oh wait. Scroll back up. Among the dead, you have spare the Dying can- Cantrip. Okay. Cool.
0: So that, that must okay. come from the undying. As, yeah, as, I think as being that. I,
3: th- I think that this tortle warlock spends a lot of time around the dead, right? Like yeah. this is this seems like um, you have an advantage against saving throws against any disease, probably because he's been spending so much time um, hanging out with corpses, right? Because Ooh. and it's uh, like inoculated him to any weird diseases.
0: Yeah. Um, nice. eyes of the roomkeeper so you can read all writing nice. uh, yep. as an eldritch yep. invocation Masculine that's interesting that's is
3: excellent love it Who
0: disguised self yeah so how would, a, how would a tortle warlock use that
3: <laughs> <laughs> well disguised self if I'm not mistaken works in, and and it couldn't be easier on D&D Beyond to find the actual uh, thing but you can you can change as long as you don't change size I think you can you can alter everything um, I, oh you can see one foot shorter or taller and you can appear thin, fat, or in between. Okay, but you can't change your body type. So mm. you have to have the same arrangement of limbs. So you you can't you can't do anything too too crazy. Uh, and but, it's it's also very illusory. So if anybody inspects it too closely or gets close enough
0: to touch you, they'd know. Do you think uh, this turtle would appear as a turtle all the time, or would he? They use this spell. I mean, what's the. <sighs> One hour. Um, I'm going to guess, but that will so he can basically have this yeah, up all the time. He could,
3: yeah. I think that or she, we don't Theramar, know, we don't know. That's true. Yeah, I've been thinking of him as a as a he, um, but uh, I think Tharamar has a uh, a, a total warlock is a pretty unusual combination, yeah. and so maybe Tharamar was cast out of his clan but one of the self-defense mechanisms he had um in order to not stand out because he stood out in turtle society um and he didn't want to stand out in warlock society so maybe maybe um he's he used that to to kind of like make his entrance into being a warlock and and going going to warlock school and not getting picked on because he's this he's a turtle you know Right, okay, that could be it.
0: Do you think he went to a warlock school, at the, the, or, oh. or 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 did he have just had this connection with the Undying, I or mean, do you think it was a learned thing? I think
3: uh, my my gut feeling, mm-hmm. if I know Theramar... and
0: <laughs> and you do, and, and
3: I do, <laughs> I get the feeling. Yeah, give me that. Thank you. Just in case, <laughs> got a little uh, product placement here. This is a player's handbook. <laughs> be, might be easier, um, but I think I think that he he had a connection with the Undying, and he knew that he would never be accepted in total society, so yeah, I think he went to some kind of warlock school to figure out like how do i how do I communicate with this entity mm. what is what is it about this entity that that would give me power where where do i how do i how do i harness this right yeah what's his uh, what's his alignment
0: uh he has a knight background ooh okay. uh, which is interesting oh the random doesn't uh, provide an alignment okay uh so we can determine that okay on our own
3: um but a
0: knight, thats interesting. A knight, knight. background. Oh, okay. His feature that he has retainers
3: Ooh. that are
0: loyal to his family.
3: Oh, okay. So maybe, maybe his family was the only one. They were the only ones who accepted him as a as as this like this beneficiary of an other an otherworldly patron. Um, but the rest of total society rejected them. Mm. Um, But, and, and his, you know, of course his parents are dead because it's (laughs) D&D. It's
0: the hero's journey.
3: Yeah, absolutely. But, but the people who were loyal to his family, um, because he, he had to leave in order to find himself as a warlock. The, the people who, who were loyal to his family, who were maybe, he was maybe a a very well-off total family. Mm -hmm. uh, And these folks have stuck with him as, as faithful, faithful servants or friends.
0: Um, did they go with him to warlock school? Or do you think that he found them again after that experience?
3: Um, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? I'm making a lot of choices here. You tell me.
0: Um, I think that he might... Uh, you, know, you said his parents were dead. So oh, yeah. maybe he uh, went away to this warlock school and then he graduated and then went back to where his family came from and he discovered that he had these these retainers that were loyal to his parents that he didn't know about beforehand, kind of like a like an Alfred and a Batman type thing. Right? Yeah, like he's like, oh, he's got these these things that remember his parents, but he does, you know, he doesn't have any memory of them. Perhaps okay, uh, and they're able to kind of teach him about where they came from.
3: So the the player's handbook doesn't have a, a specific thing about the Undying, but the fiend. The description of the fiend is um, a being whose aims are evil. Even mm. if you strive against those aims, such beings desire the corruption or destruction of all things, ultimately including you. So perhaps this was a the the patron's influence to infiltrate Tortal society, and that's why Theramar's family was rejected mm. because this was this being is uh, that they believed that. They were. It was. It was trying to to get a foothold in into Tortal life and corrupt them and kind of make like a Loth Drow situation where oh, okay. where Loth corrupted the the uh, the elves and, and right. made, made her own little subrace. Perhaps that's what the Tortal society was afraid of here.
0: Oh, okay. I like that. Um, and another detail is that they uh, have the Pact of the Tome. Oh. Okay. Uh, which is your patient gives you a grimoire called the Book of Shadows. That grants you an additional cantrips uh, that don't count against your cantrips known. Um, so he's cool. He's been bestowed upon uh, with this book that provides magic stone, thaumaturgy, and thorn whip.
3: Okay, whip. In-
0: cool interesting.
3: Whip. That's a very cool whip. Uh, magic stone. What does magic stone do?
0: Uh, let me go back to that. Shall I? Mm. Where was it? Magic stone.
3: You can make a ranged spell attack with them. Okay. So you so they they become any any stones they're just they're magical and they Ooh. they end up being
0: ammunition. I don't know why I have that this um image of the the turtle skipping stones. Oh
3: totally. Right? Yeah, yeah. So maybe that was that was something the when when the Undying gave this book of shadows. He was like, choose three cantrips from any spell list. <laughs> they, they needn't be from the same list, says the player's handbook.
0: He sounds just like Jeremy Crawford, which exactly, is so strange, exactly
3: like him. <laughs> um, and and this sweet little turtle was like, you know what I'd like? I'd love some magic stone. Uthomaturgy sounds fun, and Thorn Whip. And the Undying is like, oh,
2: fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow! None of those are nefarious,
2: but okay.
0: So I just got a very different uh, vision of this character Tell based me. on your sounds. Oh, really? On, on, on how you portrayed him. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. I
3: think he's pretty cheerful, right? Yeah. So is that?
0: So is that he, is he uh, chaotic? Good? Uh, kind of. He seems like he's got like a good heart, just based on how yeah. he
3: that, Right. Yeah. I I think based on the fact that his patron is uh, canonically evil, right? Um, that he would probably be struggling. Toward good all the time, um, so maybe his his true alignment falls somewhere in neutral. Because mm-hmm. I, I do think it's it's probably pretty difficult to act without the the approval of your patron, which right. is the source of your warlock power. Um, interesting. Yeah, maybe he's like I don't know, chaotic neutral. Is okay. that is that interesting? Yeah. Uh, because the I feel like you you might strive against your patron and and the evil that it. It wants to spread across the world, um, but you would also have to, in order to continue having your powers, you would have to do some of the stuff it says.
0: Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, but I, I liked just that conversation that you just had with yourself. <laughs> 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 um, but how how it went, you know, because there was like, like okay, yeah, so like, there's, yeah there's totally. The, the undying presence wants there to be this overarching evil, sure. kind of machinations going on, and 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 Goes along with it, but in his nature, he's just plucky and good. Sure, yeah, right? I and like that. Yeah. So there's this this push pull,
3: right? But and he's charismatic. What are what are his um, skill proficiencies? So, so he's got Arcana, arcana history, history, history,
0: Persuasion, mm-hmm. Religion, okay. and Survival.
3: Okay, interesting. So um, he doesn't have any. Doesn't have a lot of uh, of charis- charisma except for persuasion. So he's persuasive. He's well read. Um, mm. He's he spent a lot of, he he was top of his class at warlock school for sure for sure right because he's got high arcana high history high religion mm-hmm. um, and then the survival part probably came from his total upbringing right you know it's like get in your shell man it's, that's how you survive
0: well you, and you mentioned he was an orphan when at that right. time was he an orphan do you think
3: well, definitely before Warlock School, um, mm-hmm. so probably I think I think he'd he'd learned enough from his parents to know like go your own way and and we'll support you and that's that's you know when the when they were cast out of, of society they were right. like no we stand by our kid so they were they were supportive um, and I have to assume that turtles have a whole clutch of eggs like like a like a <laughs> like a tortoise does so yes. there's probably like twenty five other brothers and sisters that got cast out too. Um, but uh,
0: but are they, are they spread yeah. on the wind too so maybe that's something yeah. he's, he's, he's trying to find them
3: yeah it could be that they, they all spread out it could be that um, that they formed their own new little enclave and he can go back he goes back home for family reunions and he's like <laughs> he's the weird arcane eldritch
0: Bookish, turtle sibling always carrying a right. book of the dead yeah. with him
3: so here's a good question what does his book of shadows look like
0: Um, yeah I, I think it would be uh, you know black
3: Nice, Maybe dude. with some
0: some red, yeah. uh, uh, you know, Necronomicon type, uh, you know, d- detail on it. Yeah.
3: So I'll read you what it says in um, in the player's handbook. Okay. Your book of shadows might be a fine gilt edged tome with spells of enchantment and illusion gifted to you by the lord the lordly archfey. It could be a weighty tome bound in hides stuffed with iron, uh, studded with iron. Excuse me, holding spells of conjuration and a wealth of forbidden lore about the sinister region of the cosmos. A mm. gift of the fiend. Or it could be a tattered diary of a lunatic driven mad by contact with the great old one holding scraps of spells that only your own burgeoning insanity allows you to understand and cast. So I guess like uh, they, this is the, the forbidden lore one. Like here's, mm. here's what you shouldn't know. That like apple in the garden lore. Mm. Like here's, here's the forbidden knowledge that I will pass on to you, Tortle. And Theramar's like, ooh, magic stone. Huh. <laughs> 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 that sounds fun. <laughs> but I do think he probably already always has this like this black book with the with red runes always on his person. but he's not necessarily like the angsty, type to sit and read like with his with his trench coat on, like I'm gonna read my evil book. He's just like, Oh yeah, that's my evil book. Yeah. I got some, it gives I got some, you some power. Yeah, I got some there's, there's some crazy stuff in there though. Good
0: spells. You wanna <laughs> see Magic Stone? Yeah, Here it totally. goes. Yeah. I can cast this and it goes really far.
3: Right. Yeah. Now, he's a little older now and maybe maybe pluckiness isn't isn't his primary trait anymore. You, know, he's you charism- could be old and a, Yeah, you could be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But he's he's charismatic and persuasive, and um, and he's and he's wise, right? Mm. So so he's maybe um maybe he's he's had this patron for some time, and he's learned to temper the control over this patron so that uh, he knows like the this fiend uh, that I've he's been my patron for the last twenty five years. I know this guy pretty well. The Undying. He's a he's a real sack of crap. Um, so I do, I do enough for him that he lets me keep my powers, Mm -hmm. but I also am doing things, um, that I know are good in the world with, with these powers that he's given me. Uh, and people come to me for advice. You know, I live in this, like this swampy little warlock hut that's sort of shaped like a tortoise shell out in the (laughs) woods. And folks know that like this, this, uh, you can go out to this warlock and depending on how many favors he's done for the undying Lately, mm. you might get something real evil happening to you because he had to check that box. But you also might get some cool—you might get some cool advice. Um, you you might get a, an a in interesting spell or two that uh, the magic might help you. Um, yeah, I think of him uh, for as a total. I think of him as being kind of a hermit.
0: How does that? Uh, uh, so how, how did the retainers fall into that? Like if he's if he's got that kind of knight kind of feel to it, does that hut have? Maybe, you know, turtles around him that, that, that help him out.
3: Yeah. I think he's got some little turtles that live with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're commoners according to the, the night description. So right. they're, they're not inherently magical themselves, but, but maybe they're doing his bookkeeping for him, mm-hmm. keeping his house clean while he studies, uh, yeah. going out, cleaning up the swamp, making sure it's nice and tidy out there looking for grubs. I don't know what turtles eat. <laughs> Fish.
0: Fish probably. Probably. probably yeah. You know, anything that they can find. Yeah.
3: Jelly, jellyfish. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I think that probably they're they're his only they're the closest he has to actual friends, um, and so they they're close to his family. But yeah, it is kind of like a Batman and three Alberts, right? Kind of a situation. Um, That's
0: what I'm picturing. Now is this uh, so is this hut to have his own creation, or was that like where his parents used to live?
3: no, I think this is this is not in total society anymore this okay. is uh, this is essentially like the witch in the woods that that is super hard to find. Um, probably he's got some kind of eldritch magic that keeps you from being able to find your way there unless he determines that that's something that you should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he built it himself and I think he he built it to resemble the, the homes from, from his previous life. Mm. So they're, they're essentially like, uh, again, I don't know if this is total canonical, but they're a... Uh, a big round sort of Hobbit hole looking thing without the, without the dirt on top. Like it's not built into a mountainside. It's built out of like mud and clay and it looks like if you encounter it, it looks like a giant sleeping tortoise out there in the oh, swamp. Oh, that's cool. Um, and so it's like speckled with, with rocks to look like the the decorations on like a tortoise shell, you know? Uh, and so if you find it, if you see it, that's the landmark. You're like, I know that that's Theramar's right. hut. Uh, it's probably pretty grandiose because he has, he has a lot of people living with him. He's got to take make sure they've got their own room.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then are you thinking of this character as kind of stationary and non-adventuring life or, or, or as an adventurer and like this is just his home base?
3: <sighs> Levels three, so he's probably not gone on too many adventures yet. Um, but he seems to me like he's probably he, – he can be prevailed upon to go on an adventure – um, but likely he is more at home um, in in his in his safe place learning and mm. and making sure that he because I think he probably is very aware as his patron is the undying that he is, um, could be used for nefarious purposes mm. and so probably he's, he's keeping himself to himself as a way of protecting the general populace Right? Oh, okay. um, it might be that he doesn't know when the undying will demand something of him so it's, it's safer for him to be there. Oh,
0: interesting.
2: Okay. But
3: then when the undying does demand something of him, it might be that like, okay, now it's time to strap on my adventuring pack and get my dice set in there, <laughs> <laughs> sure. throw it in my little turtle pocket um, <laughs> and, and head, on, head on down the road and, and get, get that stuff done. Because I, I assume that having a patron that's a fiend means that if you don't do what they want, you'll probably be tormented for it. So you'd have to go make sure that that's taken care of.
0: Makes sense. Uh, awesome. Well, I I love this character. Yeah, I kind of want to play it. I know, right?
3: One, one thing I was thinking as we when we were, we were talking about this is that like let's make these character sheets available and people can throw them in as NPCs in their game or something. Yeah. Like there's a the Theramar the the Warlock Turtle. You can go visit him and get a quest now, right?
0: I love that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. defi- it definitely feels like an NPC that yeah. is like fully flushed out now after, yeah, after this totally. conversation. Yeah. Right?
3: Okay. So um, before we do that, what does his voice sound like?
0: Well you had kind of improvised something like but- a, well
3: I did like this little high pitch, like I'm, I'm so excited I, I like that for him yeah. um, even though he's not he's not necessarily like a, a jokester um, but, but the idea that you he'd be like yeah come on in I got a book about that have a seat I'll give you get you some turtle tea, you know, uh, whatever, whatever. I like I like the idea that he's got kind of a little because he's probably huge, right? Yeah. Turtles are gigantic with these massive shells, right? Um, and so you wouldn't expect that kind of. And
0: I like that it out. goes against type because every every turtle I've ever played with has always been like, "I'm, I'm going to talk very like this," right? Slow. So even though I mean he's not necessarily slow, he's got a normal nope. walking speed, you know. Of, of, not dexterous though. Not very dexterous. Yeah. He's not going to be the first person to act in most in most of the battles, right? Yeah, uh, but uh, but he'll be ready to. To, to go, if necessary. Yeah,
3: yeah, I think he'd be a solid addition to anybody's party.
0: So I like the high-pitched voice <laughs> with a little bit of a southern twang to it. I'm,
3: my, I got a little bit of business to do for <laughs> my my patron, the Undine. Have you heard of the Undine? He's a heck of a guy.
0: <laughs> he gave me this book he gave me and this his book his check it
3: out. look at Kenny you want to see a magic stone
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that all right Therimar oh. the, the warlock turtle yay. thank you very much
3: yay uh, I love that him was,
0: that was tons of fun I like the idea of making this somehow available so I'll figure out how to, okay. how to do that cool and uh, potentially uh, get the word out uh, yeah. about how people can, can, can use this character that's awesome um, but uh, if people want to get in touch with uh, you about this character, what would be the best way?
3: Um, well, I'm I'm currently on a, a bit of a Twitter sabbatical, but if you wanted to hit me up um, on there, it's uh, Kate Welch with four H's at the end. And um, when, I'm, when I come back, I'll we can we can talk Theramore
0: Sweet. And I like uh, uh, you know uh, shout out to D D Beyond for having this random thing to make this possible. Couldn't be
3: easier with could be easier
0: to create a character like this. And honestly, this character would work really well in any kind of salt marsh campaign that you would be doing.
3: How about that? Yeah. There's tons of there's the whole marshes outside of salt marsh. There's all kinds of places you could throw
0: Theramore's little hut. So lousy with turtles.
3: Yeah, lousy with them.
0: Awesome. Thank you guys so much. That's been random. Random character generator number one.
3: Yay, that was fun. All right, awesome. Thanks, right. guys.
0: So yeah, I think that uh, that segment worked out pretty good. What do you think? We got yeah. some. We got some randoms. Just we got kidding. Some characters. It was awesome. Aw, thumbs up. All I love it. Around. I love it. I love it. I love it too. Keep it going. Um, I'm going to keep it going nonstop. Um, and uh, speaking of things I want to keep going, I want to go back to New York like right now. It was amazing. I had so much fun. Blink. Blink. We're there. Oh, it's so loud. Wow, here we are. We're in Central I have, Park. I'm going to get a bagel. I'm, I have, we ate so many bagels. Oh, I love bagels. I had like five bagels. New York. Um, Do you think it really is the water? I think it's the the, just the energy. Makes the bagels better. It's the love. It's the love of being in a city with very tall buildings and small streets and lots of cold air blowing in your face. It was very cold when we were there. Um, but uh, one thing I want to mention: we saw uh, Kelly, opera geek Kelly. Uh, you was saw her. In there. I saw her in person. gave her some high fives. She got to hang out. We walked around Rockefeller Center. Really? ate some magnolia cupcakes. Oh, it was a magnolia lot of fun. cupcakes. Uh-huh. So I know they're the best. Uh, and then Eugenio was there as well, and uh, got to see him. Which is awesome. And uh, he is uh, going to be on Dragon Talk, I think, coming up soon. Oh, so. we're not,
1: like, counting the days until that happens. Oh, we're counting them. I mean, we're counting all we're four totally of them. counting.
0: The, I don't know. I don't know the like date it's April. right now when it's happening, but it's soon.
1: It's, like, 42
0: days or so. 42 days away from yeah.
1: now. Um, so something else happened yeah. that I saw, was reading on Twitter, but I didn't see the whole story. And, like, you ran into someone or you, somebody was playing D&D, and somehow you, like, you made her day. Oh, and then apparently she made your day too,
0: yeah, so, so what was this? uh I was hanging out in this uh bar with my family and some of my friends that we used to go to all the time. It was across the street from the crane theater uh and New York theater workshop where where rent was first put up oh, so it was like this block that I spent so much time uh in when I was. In New York, producing theater, and I was like, "Let's just go to this bar." New York, where Stomp was, honestly. So we were going to go see Stomp, but then we were going to go see that show. Um, and then uh, when we were there, we were playing with the kids. We were playing Big Buck Hunter, you know, the video game of, uh, of hunting. And I just happened to overhear from the table that was like five feet away. They're like, "Oh, I'm thinking about dungeon mastering, but you know, I can't. I don't, I don't know. It's a lot of commitment. but
2: I really want to no do it. I really want to do it." And I was
0: like, I "Just are you guys talking about dungeon? Because they actually said DMing. They didn't say." Dungeon Mastering. Right. I was like, Are "You guys talking about Dungeons and Dragons?" You're like, "Yes, that's that's like my only hobby." And then everybody at the table oh. was like, "That's my only hobby too. I love it. It's so great." And there were these uh, two girls, uh, well, th- well, three women. I didn't realize until after I was talking to them that they were twins. Oh. Uh, so it was they were they were talking about uh, uh, starting to play, and I just was like, uh, "I don't. I mean, I I had, of course, D and D t-shirts on, so I was like, no way, hey, I work for D and D,' and I you know, definitely did that uh, a bit. Um, and then my daughter, uh, who. Possibly has an inflated view of, of how many people know me. Was like he's great, you
2: know. Oh,
0: <laughs> and their look was like who who are
2: you talking about? And oh, I
0: was like, it, I'm like it's all right, but I, you know, and I gave him a card, being like just send me a note or or, or message me on Twitter, and I'll get you guys some stuff because I just thought this was a really cool yes. Kind of thing. And there were these you know young so people random. in the place, and know. were
1: they theater people?
0: They were theater people. Okay. They were there uh, potentially doing shows at one of the, the theaters nearby. So perfect. So, so like, many I'm worlds like, colliding. You are my people. And then I let them know about Dragon Talk. I was like, you know, me and Shelly. They Shelley, could be listening right now. They could be listening right now. They could be watching right now. It's crazy. Hi. So, hi. Greg's new friends. Hello. We're so excited. It was amazing. Um, and, it's cool uh, to see D&D in the wild. It is. Yeah. And you don't even, I mean, I think we feel like we touch a lot of the community through the stuff we do here on the, the Twitch channel as well as uh, the podcasts and all kinds of things. But there's also this whole... Group of people that are playing that you know this is happening. We, we we don't have that connection with, and, but and, we will unless we go into random bars in New York City. And, I'll do and, that. And do it. So. Hey,
1: I'll take one for that's, the team. That's my job. Now. You can cover half the bars, and I'll cover the other half.
0: Okay, sounds good.
1: We're doing a bar tour.
0: <laughs> bar tour. There's only like bar what, tour. six thousand different uh drinking establishments in New York City. We're gonna it's hit fine. them all.
1: We can do it. All right, let's so do it. So if my dad hears anything about D and D, like somebody talking about D and D, then that's like it gets really bad. He's like D and D. My daughter makes D &D. (laughs) and (laughs) D. What do you mean she makes D and D? Well, she like she makes the game. She's there. She just makes it. Like that's not what I do at all, Dad. someday we'll sit down and talk about what I really do.
2: You
0: should. You should tell him, and then he'll be like, "So you don't make it? Right? That's not cool. Flip some tables. That's not cool at all. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what is cool? Talking to Kate Waltz yes! yeah that's the segue I was looking for totally awesome I'm uh, afraid
1: that you might not like talk that much in this interview
0: because you and Kate are going to talk
1: we'd like to talk right, to well, each let's, other let's do it but I think if you if you really want us to talk about D&D then you should probably stay in the room I'm going to be here okay
0: I, I'm, otherwise I'm, I'm all ears for it
1: it'll be like makeup <laughs> and like how we both want to be in a coven
0: that's very D&D all those things
1: we have the same necklace. Right now. And so does Kate Irwin. What? And someone
0: else. And we were like this could be like our coven. Let's go talk about it right now. Coven code. Coven code.
2: Yeah. Approaching. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the practice. <laughs>
0: Which charmed. The practice is nothing. That right was like <laughs>
1: <laughs> That was a, That was like an Ellie MacGill
2: Shatner like spin-off wasn't or, something. It or something. I don't know. All right.
0: Hello, we have an amazing guest. Today is it? Greg, is it Greg Tito? It's me. I'm the guest. <laughs> I'd like to welcome myself. How are, how are That's you, doing, Greg? Well, I'm doing fine. Well, no, no, fair. <laughs>
3: Something his well, therapist Kate Welch. told him to do. Hello, I'm Kate Welch. Hi. Here I am. Here I am. You you work for the Dungeons and Dragons. I do. And you've been do. doing it for a year. For a year I know, now. Guys, I know. Oh, we should can have you brought, like, party it. Nuts and confetti. I know. Well, next next year. Oh, two you, two years. Can, you
0: can wear the ship if you want. We can put the ship on your head. No. Throw
3: the dice in the air. That is not going to work. We've tried. It's been a year. It, it feels simultaneously like it's been ten years and uh, a week. That's a good sign, right? Isn't right. that? I think it's a good sign. Because the, the sheer amount of stuff that I've learned and like shipped and worked on is uh, far and away more dense in the last year you than said I think shipped, I have. Right? Shipped, shipped. Yes, yeah. Clear. That's a little. Cause that's cause a, a little a- pun. Uh, pun uh, Ghost salt marsh joke. Uh. <laughs> Um, no, it's it's because in video games things take years to ship yeah. and may never ship, which is the case for several of the projects that I worked on. But here it's like ship and ship and ship and ship and we got and it's very satisfying. But it's also a lot and it's, a lot. Um, it's so enjoyable that time seems to go very fast. <gasps>
0: I when when you because you said that on the Twitter that was like oh it's been a year I'm like is it really I
3: couldn't I could
0: not fathom it I was like this just seems like just yesterday
3: April or May it was February fifth was my first day damn I will remember do you remember your interview God yes do you remember me Yes I remember you because they told me that you were Avalon Hill and I was like. I Immediately go, Betrayal at House yeah. and Hill my favorite board game. And then my and, eyes turned yep. into hearts. Yep. And Shelly was like, hire her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i was like, I'm done. I'm done. done.
1: Yeah.
3: And then you ran out and you gave me a copy of Betrayal I at Baldur's did. Gate. Because I really liked you. Yeah. And I really liked you after that. There was
1: like, af- that really? Yeah. You didn't like me before that? No. <gasps>
3: I spent an hour with you. Yeah. And you were like, <laughs> eh. no, I, I thought you were amazing. <laughs> what do you
2: got for me? Yeah. Was this
3: Frisma free stuff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was, uh, and it's true. I it wasn't me sucking up. I was like, oh shit, Avalon Hill, Betrayal at Baldur's Gate. I absolutely love that game, God. Um, Betrayal of House on Hill. Now I love Betrayal of Baldur's Gate, so and Betrayal Legacy and ooh, Betrayal Legacy. is that
1: still? Sorry.
3: Yeah. Okay. Do have you guys told them this salty what? friggin' story? We were speaking of Saltmarsh. Shelly <laughs> salty. Shelly goes, uh, "Hey, we're thinking about starting a Betrayal Legacy game here at the office. Do you want <gasps> in?" I was like, "Yes, I do. I would love to. We'll play like 13 weeks of it. It'll be a blast. I love. I've never tried a Legacy game before, so." And then the first friggin' week. You couldn't, you weren't there? I I couldn't be there because I'm important and busy. (laughs) But Nathan Stewart was like, I'll do it and I'm gonna take Kate's place forever. <laughs> and now I can't play Betrayal Legacy. He claims it hurts. he claims it was like a misunderstanding. <laughs> He's like, I thought you were inviting me forever. <laughs> and I was like, I was inviting
1: you for a session. And then you had to like, give it oh, up back to Kate. Boy, howdy. But he played one.
3: This is how good that game is. That's he right. was like Once you get a I taste. am just gonna betray in real life. Yeah, Betrayal Legacy is it works on many levels. It does. <laughs> Every level. It's like a LARP. Yep, it's,
1: it's larping.
0: We've basically been larping this entire time. <laughs> we've been playing. Uh, we're still set up right now. We, we, we you know, you yeah. can
3: take Bart's place. Like I would, I'd
1: kick. Yeah, betray Bart.
0: Room. That'd be great. <laughs>
3: oh man. That would, be, that would be kind of fun to build that mechanic into a betrayal game it's like you have to betray each other in real yes. life now
2: yeah <laughs> that's a loss here's that's a monkey's right. paw yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. yes yeah our
0: legal <laughs> team just went <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah. kidding why did you give them the monkey's paw yeah. they're dead now it's not gonna work ever yep. <laughs> uh, but the have the I I think you can also do some like off the top rope elbowing uh, to get get a spot back I, I think that's I the think way so it.
3: I don't even even think I'd have to do that. I think I just uh, like give them a real stern, ferocious look, mm. Bart would back down immediately. He would. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Don't I'll forget quit. who he's married to. I'll quit my job. <laughs> I know. It yeah. doesn't even have to be that stern of a look. <laughs> it's just like a look. <laughs> <laughs> Any direct eye contact. Look away. Look <laughs> away. The fight or flight immediately is a fight. <laughs> that Medusa
0: comes out. So
3: oh. you, you guys just you guys just chill out and, and have fun on Dragon Talk, huh? Pretty much. So you don't listen to the show either? No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Raise your hands if you've lit- listened to an episode of Dry Talk.
3: I think I've listened to one. Oh, there
2: you go. But more usually, than
3: Shelley. Usually on Fridays, I'm I'm either uh, on my way uh, home to work or at work. So it's busy hard. doing stuff. Yeah, if I am listening to things on Twitch, I'm only halfway paying attention. But I will work my way through the archives. I swear to God, it's, I I it's haven't worthwhile.
0: seen
1: spoilers and swag, but only for a very good reason. What's that? It's at the same time as my appointment with my personal
3: trainer. <laughs> oh my God. Shelly's got to get hard-bodied. Yeah. Uh, so she's letting I them... got to
1: keep up with
3: the Kesha's of Yeah, that's world. true. You do got to keep it tight. I do. You <laughs> got to. And it takes a lot. Let me tell you. So I understand Kesha's your daughter? Yeah. <laughs> right on. That's awesome. I mean, usually people just hear me talk about
1: Quinn, but, I mean, she's kind of like... She likes to be private.
3: Yeah, of course. You don't want to go out and spoil, spoiling all her. Yeah, her I life want people
1: to think that like I got where I am today because because of, my of the
3: celebrity connection, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. But we all know but now we do. Wild. Apparently yeah. The, yeah. today's
0: like when the statue of limitations is up, where you can just like talk yeah. about it whenever. It's you, her birthday. It's her
3: birthday. Oh. <laughs> oh. Happy
2: birthday, oh, Kesha. It's her birthday
3: today. Is it, is it? seriously? Kesha? Yeah, I heard. That. Happy birthday, Kesha. <laughs> Good for you, Kesha. Technically today and yesterday is Chris Perkins' oh, birthday. That's right. Yeah. Right. And nobody, as far as I know, has done anything outlandish. For him yet, and it's not too late because his birthday. If for those of you who don't know, Chris Perkins is so magical and strange because he was born on February 29th Of
2: course, so he's he technically
3: be. only about twelve years old, um, and uh, and so I think we should. I think we got to do something for him today. It's. I got. We got to blow it
1: up. Last time,
0: Last time he had his actual February 29th when it was a leap year. Yeah. Uh We, did a, we did a whole uh, infographic about like oh, how yeah, long that. he had been oh, here and what that, that meant really cool. and what his you know how many adventures he's worked on and all these oh, issues he, and stuff that he's worked he on. He Loves
3: data. That's so sweet. It was very it broke sweet. Broke.
0: Of course, Emmy he designed it. It was. It was oh, glorious. Okay, so it was. It was cute. Yeah. 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 So right. next year, let's blow it out. Is let's it look, a leap right. year? It'll be a leap year next year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. Stay tuned.
0: Stay tuned. Stay tuned for Chris Burke. He's, he's,
3: he doesn't listen to this show. He's not going to know. We could plan the entire party here. Oh, that's does a good idea. Does anyone listen do it. to the show? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no one does. Not even Ryan. Palum is barely that's paying, that's paying attention. Palum's
3: <laughs> listening to music in his headphones. Nice. Pelham, <laughs> um, why are you working on PowerPoint?
0: <laughs> it's like, this? I got I got work to do.
3: Dude, that's Apex Legends. Uh,
0: so... One <laughs> <laughs> One of the first projects you worked on when you started here yes. all 12 months ago mm-hmm. was uh, what would become Ghosts of Saltmarsh. Yes. And then you actually came up with the title for that. Is I that true? Did. What?
3: Come yeah. on. No, I did. So uh, Ghosts of Saltmarsh was, um, do you guys talk about codenames on this show? Or I no? mean,
0: past codenames is fine.
3: Okay. Is it okay for me to talk about it? I think so. Okay. So this was, uh, the code name was Yippy. And I don't know why. Our code names make no sense. They really don't. Um, and so uh, we, I, my first day, they were like, we're in the last two weeks of Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes. So we'll put you on reading that manuscript and just finding, you know, obvious typos and arrows, mm-hmm. er- errors and things like that. But also some longer term projects for you. Day one, they were like, you are going to be managing the production of Yippie. We'll put you in charge in the freelancers who are who are working on this product. And um, yeah, what does it mean to be, you are managing or put in charge of? What does this mean? Uh, I think it varies from product to product because everybody kind of has their fingers in everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But what it meant for Ghosts of Saltmarsh was that I was the main point of contact for the freelancers who were um, the the folks at Kobold Press who did an incredible job. They they did the first pass of updating the adventures from um, the original, I think it's second edition Dungeon Magazine. um, And putting them into fifth edition language, which Uh is sorely Mm -hmm. needed for a lot of those old adventures. Um, And then, so I would take their... Turnovers, I would send them feedback, they would give revisions, and then from there, once it got it to a good enough point, we took it, we gave it to uh, our editors, we went over it. I've read those adventures at least 100 times each, I've got them <laughs> all memorized. If any of you want to run them, I don't even need the book. So on just page 42, edit. it yeah. says uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's a whole like Sohoogan encounter on page 42. Um, I actually haven't seen the manuscript as it's laid out yet, um, so I'm, I'm excited to see that. I, I think it's in, I think it's, I think it has been laid out in InDesign in and it's. It's ready for, for eyeballs one of these days, but super cool. I'm really excited. Um, but so, yeah. And then the, the other part of it was we wanted to uh, – this was actually Mike Merle's influence. We were looking at these old adventures as they were coming in, and, and um, I was checking in with him, of course, as we went because I didn't know what the hell I was doing because <laughs> this was my, like, first month here. Um, and so he and Jeremy Crawford and Chris Perkins were all extremely helpful to me in that time. But there was a point where Mike sat down with me and was like, um, so we've got these old adventures. We're updating them. But what can we really do to make this book pop? Like it's, it's missing something. It's mm. not we don't want to just do I don't want to just do old adventures updated. Like what what else can we add? And so um, what we ended up deciding on was uh, a a pretty robust chapter about the the city, the port city of Saltmarsh itself. We wanted that to feel like a place that you could just set an adventure in and have enough information about what's going on in the town and the factions and the drama. Um, And then also a section on we wanted to do something where we provided in-depth rules for what it's like to run a campaign at sea,
2: Mm.
3: which is mentioned. There's a page or two in the DMG about... Running a seafaring campaign, but it wasn't—it's not robust. So we wanted to provide, uh, you know, a ton of stat blocks for ships. We wanted to give you rule sets about what uh, uh, it's like to adventure underwater, exploring shipwrecks, making sure that when people are both uh, both above and below the sea, that they have um, all kinds of resources to help them run really interesting, cool adventures that feel like D and D. And that's that's that was a fun challenge because. It's easy to make it feel like Master and Commander, you mm. know, like those those cool books and movies about the sea. But, but because it's D d, you want it to be fantastical, Fantastic. right? Yeah. Exactly. So, so that was that was the the fun spin that we got to put on all of the the existing nautical rules.
0: I love that stuff because it feels like a book now that you could use in many different capacities. I mean, exactly, it's, it yeah. follows along the kind of. Uh, philosophy about Willows Guide to monsters and Sanders Guide and everything and things like that where it's like here's a book that is it hits multiple notes right so totally. you, oh if you just want to know about how to run a campaign you can do it that way here's mm. some examples here's just a town that you can pick up and muse everywhere yeah, um, yeah. I love all that
3: and we I know that uh, I saw some saw a little bit of sadness in the community that it isn't a, sh- a sh- pure Greyhawk book
2: mm. <laughs> yeah and
3: I know that that Greyhawk has a, a ton of fans and a lot of um, a lot of uh, fondness and nostalgia. I will say, Saltmarsh originally was a, a town from Greyhawk, um, and we have sort of extricated it from that um, from that setting and made it agnostic, so you can put it in whatever setting. However, oh, cool. however, we have lots of little nods in there still for fans of Greyhawk who are who are excited about um, aspects of it. I think uh, Tharizdun is a is a Greyhawk deity that we've got. There's an adventure that has to do with him, and mm. um, and so we've if you if you want to set this in Greyhawk. It's going to be a wonderful time for you to do that, and and, um, please feel free. But also, since so many people in the 5th edition have been um, setting their campaigns in the Forgotten Realms, we didn't want them to feel like this right. is a book that is not useful mm-hmm. for me, right?
1: Pulled up. I like the idea of doing things agnostic.
3: That I do then? too. Yeah, yeah. Especially because this isn't really a setting book. It's it's an adventure book that yeah. happens to have a setting included with it, like mm-hmm. a little little mini setting, yeah. little mini rules, and then a bunch of little mini adventures. So this this book hopefully has something for everybody.
0: And it's similar to to uh, tales from the yawning portal in that mm-hmm. regard too, where, where like those things came. Some of them were from Greyhawk. Some of them were even you know crazier. Areas that are less explored than D anD D canon, right. but it's like here you can put them anywhere. You can stitch them into your current homebrew campaign. You mm-hmm. can put it in the Forgotten Realms if you want, like totally. And I think that just makes it uh, appealing to to more people.
3: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And until we uh, actually do like a robust Greyhawk setting book, which who knows, um, then it's it just makes it just makes more sense because yeah. because like I said, there's so much Forgotten Realms campaigning that's going on in, uh, in Fifth Edition that we want to make sure that everybody feels like they've got. They've got stuff that is exciting to them in these books,
0: and what's cool about it too, I mean, because of all the Easter eggs or, or the little details that are in there too, it makes people want to explore more. Like, yeah. what is Greyhawk? I mean, totally. there's, there's a whole generation of D and D fans out there that know nothing about that setting, exactly. Right, yeah. and so it's really, I mean, what's great when I had Mike on here uh, for Laurie Cheneau and I was like, oh, tell me about the setting and let me know about it, because I, you know I, I know some things, but right. I want to know more. And yeah, I think same. People, will have that same impetus by, by picking up this book. I, I actually don't
1: know that much about it at all. What is it about the setting that
3: people love? Why do um, they love it so much? It was Gygax's setting, okay. I think. Um, and so uh, The Forgotten Realms was largely invented, I think, or at least is is credited to Ed Greenwood for the for the, the creation of it. Right. Um, and so Greyhawk, as I understand it, was something that Gygax himself invented. That was his his world. and And so a lot of folks out there who have... Been exposed to it. Who are longtime fans? I think they have they have a fondness for it because it feels like it feels like the, the like the master's creation, right? Like the, the right. guy who did D anD D. This is the place where he thought D anD D would be set. Yeah. Um, but I honestly don't know much about Greyhawk either. Yeah. Um, and I, it was an
0: implied setting too, in a way. Like it, it really? in a lot of the books that were that were not setting books. It was it was there kind of as the background, right? You know. And oh, so so a lot of okay. people okay. when they were picking up and learning about D anD D, it was. Instead of it thinking of as a generic fantasy element, it was generic Greyhawk elements, right? and so a lot of people oh, okay. kind of associated that, you know, from the early period of like you know what seventy five to ninety, that was pretty much all that was available. Right. so it yeah. just felt very close to what D and D fandom was.
3: That makes sense. But then now yeah. that all the
0: settings have kind of come out in second edition era, you know, there's been a diaspora of a bit, yeah. right, and Good so word. that people are getting know. you know um, excited about oh maybe we'll go back to that old old kind of thinking again. Totally. To a certain extent.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And those books, I mean, all of those all of those settings exist and it's easy to find plenty of people who are running in, in those vintage settings. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if it's something that's exciting to you, those resources are definitely available. I don't know how much Greyhawk material is on the DMs Guild, but that's probably where I would start looking yeah. if I wanted to find like fifth edition. Old Greyhawk stuff, like the salt, the salt marsh, just whets your palate. Yeah, you, know, you want to know more about that setting, then um, you can definitely get out there and find stuff.
0: I'm seeing a lot of chatter from people, uh, and, and this is I agree with, is that, I mean, you don't you don't need to go in with a lot of lore or setting knowledge in order to enjoy Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yeah, I think there's uh, definitely a portion of the audience that enjoys that part of it, and I'm, I'm one of those people. I really like digging into that stuff. Um, but at the table, it's not really necessary. Yeah, and I think not. the philosophy uh, for Fifth Edition has 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 been that from 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 the get go, it yeah. has been like you know yeah here's here's the setting of Forgotten Realms, but you know you could do it anywhere. It doesn't matter. It's your it's you know DM's fiat is is everything. So, right. Yeah.
3: Know. And there's I think that the that's partially because we wanted to, Fifth Edition to be more new player friendly, um, and also because uh, I think that having having a, a Barrier to um, to playing Dungeons and Dragons. And that barrier being like you'd need to know a lot about the history and the lore—that's a gate, you know—and yeah. and that's not that's not something that a lot of people have time for or even interest in. So the idea of of gating anything behind uh, this this sort of vintage knowledge certainly knowledge that I don't have. So like if that if that had been a requirement of this job, I definitely wouldn't be sitting here. <laughs> but I I did I did research it. You know, I did I researched everything, um, and the Forgotten Realms is just it's just the the most popular setting that's just all there is to it for sure yeah
0: um, so what can you tell us about the the you know town of saltmarsh for example, like what 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 uh, what are it's kind of some some hooks that people might be able to latch onto. Uh,
3: well,
1: not uh, necessarily
0: giving anything away, but like, you know, yeah, hey, well, what's, what what that
3: would be too spoilery. What? But Saltmarsh Salt is a is a pretty shitty place. <laughs> I think is uh, I the 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 writing, the book is not shitty.
2: <laughs>
0: Let me clarify <laughs> this. Everything um, that I did on it was great. it was a nice place.
3: It was a nice place till I got there. <laughs> <laughs> um, crapped it up. But it's it's a it's very seedy. Um, there's, there are tons of, uh, of different crime families and enterprises that are vying for, uh, for power over, over salt marsh. Um, and so you can kind of like throw your lot in with a variety of, of folks. There are, there are plenty of honest sailors too. But it's it's definitely um, it, it's a place. There's a it's uh, got a lot of smuggling, a high smuggling trade,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, and so smugglers and other kinds of seafaring criminals are are they figure into a lot of the adventures that you're going to have in in Ghost of Saltmarsh. Um, what else? There's uh, plenty of colorful new NPCs that we have going on there that you're going to love role playing with your with your uh, with your party, um, and then I I think the just the most. The most interesting thing. I'm just staring at this model of a boat we have here on the table because it's <laughs> oh, it's very boat. it's very inspiring. But it's uh, I don't I don't want to be too spoilery. There's there's a, a contradiction in my mind because the adventures are all old, and so the statute of limitations on spoilers has probably passed. But <laughs> but I don't want to be spoilery because these are adventures that we're we're intentionally introducing to people in fifth edition for the first time. Yeah. Um, but I will say that the <laughs> <laughs> if you run the adventures, there is a cool boat. And um, <laughs> that's I don't I don't want to say too much more, but it, it was part of the inspiration for the title of of the book. So, hmm. yeah. Uh, oh, oh, so, yeah. So, so we, you came up with the title. I man. did. Um, we had it was not in a vacuum. We had a huge uh, meeting with people and we're just throwing names up. Uh, on the board, which is uh, on spoilers and swag, we showed off a bunch of joke covers that Shauna had mocked <laughs> oh, up for us, nice. um, and of oh, the titles that didn't get picked. Yeah, well, titles that were never going to get picked. But Maybe it was better. like um, "Boats and Shite was one of them. <laughs> I think that, was, that was also one of mine. I was like, how that's about a, just like "Boats and Shit"? And
0: <laughs> that's a front runner for me. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, I would buy boats that. And, shi-
3: and you could do the ampersand, like the the yes. official. Oh. Um, there was uh, I feel walk. Like we have walk a new the, IP. potentially yeah. in the boatsman shit. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about this. Okay. We'll table this. All right. um, there Avalon was. Uh, I was
1: always interested.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> got free agent Shelly over here. Like, Wait a second.
3: I like Perfect. you, Kate.
2: Well, Perfect. let's
3: have a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idea lady. <laughs> um, there was walk the plank. There was uh, the plank. under the sea. Um, would, so we had we had a bunch of a bunch of. Titles, but that was that was just like the ones that we came up with because we were trying to get our bad ideas out. And there were some there were some other good ideas. We we did this whole meeting, and none of us really had uh, like we didn't have a favorite. Um, and I, I remember like some of them some of them were pretty cool. But then after the meeting, I sent a, an email to the group, and I was like, "What about Ghosts of Saltmarsh Because. Um, Salt marsh is the main setting. We want people to know that that's like you're going to come back to this sort of hub that is Saltmarsh marsh, um, whatever you want to. But also because of the the name of the ship that I'm alluding to, um, <laughs> that I don't want to spoil. Um, but also because it was a uh, there are old adventures that we're resurrecting, right? So oh, these are these are yeah. ghosts of the past, you know, and they're, yes. they're like bringing them in. One of the adventures was uh, was written by. Um, your friend and mine, Mike Merles. That's right. In a salvage operation.
0: It was in a Dungeon magazine,
3: I believe. So, yeah. yeah. And I think it was written a long time before
1: Whoa. you worked here. Gonna, like,
0: oh yeah.
3: Seriously? Yeah, yeah. This was ba- baby Merles. A baby
1: Merles adventure. Yeah. Isn't it funny to think of him like? Baby Merle's working in IT somewhere in New York
3: City. I'm like, secretly writing
1: adventures. <laughs> Why, Why is he a
0: Tyrannosaurus Rex? Because
3: <laughs> well, this, this is how his arms look in real life. Have you not ever seen him type? <laughs> Have you never seen Mike type? <laughs> Have you not seen his arms? Yeah.
0: Is they, are they, yeah well, now I need to go... <laughs> set up a webcam and let everyone see it and he's
3: this is not real no <laughs>
1: Mike doesn't <type laughs> like that. he does not I don't know why I went there I wanted to express the geekiness
0: and he was a baby yeah. so he's and young he was a so tiny he's got baby small arms. Tiny, tiny toddler, toddler. Yeah. yeah and makes he wrote
1: sense. adventures that were published
3: in Dragon Dungeon yeah.
0: Dungeon,
1: yeah.
3: Dungeon. Yeah. and then years later mm-hmm. here they come again here they come yeah oh that's crazy I know it's, it's weird to think of him doing anything except Dungeons and Dragons yeah yeah
1: we all, we've too. all
0: had crazy past though. Yeah, That's I true. don't think
3: Perkins has done anything. Besides. He oh Lord like think above he came out of the womb. No. he worked. Americans. He worked at a nuclear plant. He used to be a runway model. He used to be an MMA whoa. fighter. Well, what yeah, dude. The, the, and a school Chris, teacher Chris Perkins. He was also a school
2: teacher, right? Yeah, I think oh, so. Yeah, he he,
3: can... he has lived he's an ageless vampire, which Wait. we all know, but I think he is Wait. I think he's like six hundred years old. <laughs> can we go he was a runway model? Uh huh. Like, can we go back to that, please? We gotta go back to that. I have looked for pictures but I, this came from his own mouth Did he told you I was a yes he's told me all of these careers. was he so like like was it a career or were like
1: oh I doing my friend a favor and I walked in her show you're gonna have to ask him I wanted Yo. no further right. I wanted
3: nothing to spoil the an magic an MMA fighter I think yeah.
1: I do remember something about that.
3: yeah
0: Wait but, but- didn't MMA just kind of come about
3: recently-ish? Not in Canada.
1: Yes. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. So
0: he was one of the pioneers. Right, <laughs> yeah, this makes sense. Yeah, a <laughs> pioneer
1: Canadian in MMA, MMA has been around
3: forever. <laughs> this is not. None of these are jokes. Like he's, he's done all these things. And, and then I, laughing. I assume, <laughs> stop. It's not funny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I assume based on that, like I, I've only scratched the surface with Chris Perkins. Yeah, he's probably done at least ten other interesting careers. He but but in, also mysteriously has done this since he was 16 years old. I so. know, right.
0: and he's got that ca- uncanny ability to be like, oh yeah, that was in this Dragon issue number 45 <gasps> where know. this was happening. I was like, where? How? Because he was an editor, right?
3: He was he was editing those. Sure, so I, I've, I've edited tons of
0: articles <laughs> in my time. I can't tell you <laughs> I don't jack- crap about them. about them. Yeah, no. I mean, I definitely have. I, I thought I had a, a, a above average comprehension <laughs> right. of that. Stuff? No. no he's, sitting, he's got it.
3: I have to sit next to him every day. And and even if we don't talk much, I still feel stupid. <laughs> just, his,
0: just, in his <laughs> just in
1: his presence. Just in his presence. Through osmosis,
0: you're like, I'm not getting half of what I should be getting <laughs> from know. this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, That's amazing. Well, I mean, I was going to say, you know, we've all had crazy, crazy backgrounds. So Shelly and I have talked about our theater background a oh. lot. Yeah. Did you, you were a theater person at all? Oh,
3: yeah. I was, a, I, I was in, um, mostly in high school and then right after high school. So, you know. High school shit. But I had this moment. I remember I was 17 years old and I was cast as uh, Grandma Zitel in Fiddler on the Roof. Ew. But I wanted Yenta and I was a real bitch about
2: it, too. <laughs> I was like,
3: no, I will not take the Grandma Zitel role. I am Yenta. And I remember a friend was like, you are being such a prima donna right now. And you're it's like, this isn't even a bad role. So I took it. But what happened was the night um, I, w- I went to a boarding school off in, in, uh, in Durham. And so my parents it, oh, like, right. were two and a half hours away. So my dad came. He drove two and a half hours to see me play uh, uh, Grandma's Idol in Fiddle Around the Roof. And I was very excited. The night my dad came, I, um, Golda got uh, sick. She had like a 105 <sighs> degree fever
0: well, that you gave her.
3: That I gave her <laughs> with a with a carefully crafted.
0: You really crafted are a witch. Oh, The coven was formed. The yes. coven.
3: Um, no, I did not curse her, and I didn't even want the role of Golda. I wanted Yenta. I was a matchmaker. I was hilarious. Maybe match. Exactly. God, i was so good. Mm. Anyway, um, their understudy for Golda was already playing a crucial role that had no understudy because we didn't. We were kids. We didn't know how that should work. Right. And so I was like, I could do it. And the director was like, You know what? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so in 24 hours, I, my, my best wow. friend and That's I, we, still, we stayed up all night, we memorized all of Golda's lines, all of her songs, had no idea what? whether it was going to work. And then the night my dad came, there was this announcement like, uh, the role of Golda tonight will be played by uh, Katie Welch. And, um, and then I played the role of Golda and I didn't mess it up at all. And wow. it was amazing. We played Grandma um another another person in the chorus she came she came and stepped into the crowd oh, Everybody. What? yeah dude and that was uh that was like the height of my theater career it was i felt like a hollywood agent here is definitely going to come give me a contract i'm about to be a movie star <laughs> mr
0: guthman's in the front hey, row yeah exactly uh, you
3: could
1: yeah. uh, you could learn that i think hours? so
3: yeah i have a great short term memory <laughs> not so great on the
0: long term <laughs> I'm the opposite. i have like stage fright though just thinking about that i do too like, I, I sometimes to still have
1: dreams about like like oh you're going on stage in, in an uh, hour yeah. I'm like Actors' I haven't nightmare. Even
2: seen the
3: lines yet. <laughs> right? Oh
1: god!
3: Oh, yeah. I definitely there were some there were some meaningful pauses that didn't exist that <laughs> should have <laughs> should have been filled by lines. I remember those. I was like, "Hmm, what do I say next?" And then the guy who who was who was playing whatever his name is, the guy. The gold, Golda's husband, not important. Doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> fiddler, he, fi, the fiddler man, <laughs> Fid, fiddlerman. Um, he he was he would be like, don't you agree? You
2: know,
3: <laughs> like the like giving me Give the me prompts the prompt. on stage. I yeah. Like ah oh, yes, yes of course um but yeah i didn't do any any major flubs and the show Good the show you. went on yeah
0: congratulations yeah. you'll be accepting your uh, your tony for that yep. performance pretty soon
3: yep one of these days they are going to get around to reviewing the footage and <laughs> they're going to be like this 16 there, year old got it 17
0: is there a video god
3: no oh. thank goodness yeah. this was 2001 oh so it was it was pre video <laughs> cell well, phones
0: i did uh I, I, I would. The only play that I was in was uh, when I was a senior, and I was playing this role named Tito. It was Tito Morelli, and I think that's the only reason I got the role was yep. because it matched, and the director didn't want to have to talk to two different people. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was so panicked about not knowing my line that every single time I went off stage, I had a, a book oh. that I was. And I had the role way longer yeah, than you did. Sure. I had it for like months, and I still was like studying, Crunch. studying, studying, and then I would go back on and be like, "All right, I, I, I got it." Yeah. And there were still moments where there was pa- pauses where oh, I was like, yeah. I'm going to say the thing I'm supposed to be saying yep. right now, and it was yeah. I'll so. say
3: something that moves this play forward. Yeah, exactly. Who knows what it'll be? See, that's why you're a good dungeon master. <laughs> I think so. This is th- these are inextricably tied. I yes. think like you're to be a good dungeon master or a good player. Um, I think having a little theater background doesn't doesn't hurt anything. We're all just we're all just. Want to be planes. larpers? Yeah, right. You know, have you guys seen the documentary about larpers called Monster Monster Camp? No. I don't. No, oh, it's so good. Really? Because I, I until that point, larpers had been a a thing that people made fun of, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're larping. You just larp is so dorky, which is awful. And larp is not dorky. It's wonderful. But Monster Camp, I anticipated it was going to be a thing where we're it's watching a bunch of dorks. Uh, do their LARPing stuff. But by the end of that, I'm like, oh, my God, I have to find a LARPing group. I right. need it so bad. I need it in my life so bad because it's it's it looks like so much fun. <laughs> and they're so passionate about it. And their drama is so real yep. to them. And it's like, this is beautiful. I want to be a part of this. Oh. I, know, I know. But I've, I'm i 34 now and I still have never LARPed.
0: When we talked to uh, Molly Ostertag, uh, mm. the the writer of, of, of uh, Witch Boy, she was telling us about her uh, school. They had this, like, basically a LARPing school <gasps> uh, and or summer camp type thing. And both me and Shelly were the same. way. We're like, I, I think I'd have the same reaction that you had about LARPing back in the day where I was like, oh, there's a, there's a hierarchy of, mm-hmm. of, of you know gamers and dorks out there. And LARPers, oh, yeah. in my mind, were always in the Way bottom. down. Yeah. I don't know why. It was just the way I thought. As a theater person, I don't know why. I shouldn't have thought that. Right. But – when she, the way she was describing it was like, "Oh my god, that sounds like my dream! Like, sounds like it sounds like a dream! Like, yeah. like come to life! Yes, I couldn't I believe it!" And I, just, I was LARP like, I, "I want my kids to go to LARP. camp. I want my
3: kids to go to LARP camp. I mean,
0: my house is basically LARP camp right now.
3: Nice, uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. We
0: try, we shoot arrows, we kill monsters all the time. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> real arrows, real arrows. Yeah, we kill dead. monsters. Um, but yeah, I mean, have you have you used that? I mean, you just said, but like, yeah, talk a little bit about how that works with you playing Rosie Boot beasting or sure. C team and stuff.
3: Um, well, I'm far from the best role player on that show. I think that credit goes to Amy the Falcon, um, who plays <laughs> plays Walnut. She's she's so good at role playing. Um, but I I love I love moments of drama. I do this thing. I can't believe I'm about to say this. I do this thing. I've always done this thing when I'm alone and I'm in. A, usually, like when I'm in the shower or I'm putting on my makeup Careful. or something. <laughs> where are we going? and and it's X-rated. No, it, it's it's completely it's it's very innocuous. But I I've always done it where I'll be like sudsing up my shampoo, and I'll be like, "How dare you talk to me like that?" Like I'll just, I'll just start. <gasps> oh, just, I do that. Yeah, I just do start that. having a dramatic conversation. Me with too. No, one. I just start like yeah. I'm gonna play now. Yeah. I'll be uh-huh. like, I'll be like, your mother said what to you, and you listened to her. Why don't you trust me? Like, I can just do. You I don't just do this. To- I do. You this. don't do this. Sometimes okay. I actually uh, I get like a good nugget, and I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna go write that down. Yeah, dude. Yeah, well, and good a, dialogue. I, I think of it. I've always thought of this as like when I <laughs> when I get to Hollywood and I become an actor, this will be my practice. And obviously, yeah. you know, as as my twenties waned, I was like, mm, yeah, that's not happening. But, um, <laughs> but but you still do this. But right? I still do Asking it for yeah. a friend. Yeah, oh for oh, okay. sure yeah. all the time. This morning. And this and t- yeah, I do it in the car. Every single day. Oh god, in like, the car it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um but I I think it's I think it's a wonderful practice for uh for playing NPCs in in as a dungeon master or or playing your own PC because those moments when that drama happens you're like I rehearsed this emotion. How dare you? You <laughs> I know? knew like, this yeah. moment would come. Yeah, like I finally I know what I've been practicing for this whole time, It's to play my little halfling monk <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: on a on a D anD D television show. <laughs> there you go. Who would have thought? Amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. really funny. Where did Rosie come from? Rosie is an amalgamation of a lot of things. Um... I had never seen a like a really antique person being played heroically. Like I, I really like she's antique. yeah, she's a vintage. She's uh, you know, <laughs> uh, the the upper limit of halfling lifespans is like 150 years old, I think. And so I made her 120. So she's she's up there. Right. right. Um, but she's not so ancient that uh, like the idea of her moving her body would be would be um inexplicable you know Mm -hmm. uh however what it came from is a lot of things i i wanted to portray a heroic old person um i wanted to work out my own insecurities and fears about growing old Mm -hmm. i think that uh everybody's afraid to grow old i'm sure that seems like a pretty universal thing but women in particular uh as you grow old there is um there's an irrelevancy that that comes with being old. There's something that makes, as opposed it, to being distinguished, r- right? You got like the Helen Mirren's of the world yeah. who can who can really just like carry it. Mm-hmm. But for the but it's I think I suspect that it takes a lot of work and money to be a Helen Mirren out there in this world, um, and that's you know there's a there's a multi billion dollar beauty industry designed to. Give us products and services that will help us not look old, right? Um, and so that's something that I've been struggling with my whole life. And so Rosie is this, this um, sort of picturesque ideal of like I, I want to, I want to be old. I want to be wrinkly, and I want to, I want to have the, the the appearance of being old, but also still be. Able to kick ass and scare mm. people, right? It's very important to be frightening, um, and <laughs> just so, in life, in yeah, general. yeah, I think so. But she's she is never, and this was inspired by um, a bunch of stuff. the The Discworld novels have this this trio of witches that Terry Pratchett wrote um, that that were huge inspirations for Rosie. Um, there was there's a character on the show, Orange is the New Black. I think it's in season two. Uh, she is this this super old lady who oh I remember her she's a, she's a bank robber right yeah. she and that's what she's in for and it keeps flashing back to to her as this this young hot Italian girl like mm-hmm. being this bank robber and then she's in prison and she has cancer and, um, and but her stories are like oh my god so I think people underestimate old people they're afraid of old people, um, and so, but old people, like you you can't get to being old without having lived an incredible crazy life full of stuff that's fascinating to me. Yeah. So I guess, um, yeah, Rosie's also very, uh, she's very open with her sexuality, which is something that I also think people, people shy away from is the idea of old people being sexual. Um, and I—that's another part of, of frankly, like without getting silly about it. That's another part of what I'm afraid of about getting old. Is like, what, what is, what is my body going to want to do? Mm. And so Rosie is sort of this heroic, like, no, she's, she's still got it. You know, she can, she can still. And that's actually that's inspired by the character um, Donna on Parks and Rec. It, she is, she is this beautiful, like, very, very curvaceous black woman. She's full, very full bodied. Um, and she is not only crazy, uh, confident, but also like magnetically attractive to everyone. She's mm. an incredible character. I love Donna, and so I just I like stole that. I want. I was like Rosie. Rosie's going to be this tiny shrunken. Wrinkled old lady, and I still want her to be able to just like bone down um, so so yeah i I wanted to give I wanted to like have a positive role model in in her her old 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 age that I can be like this is this is what and I've always done this with role playing um, when I was younger, when I was thirteen. I know it's. I, I've said this before. It's very hard to imagine me not being cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Man, I was extreme. I am ext- <laughs> good.
0: I got it. <laughs> wait, wait.
3: Give me a minute. Give me a minute.
0: Wait, oh. theater kids. I think. I think that we <laughs> all I know, I know. have that in our blood.
3: <laughs> um, but it was. Uh, I remember. It was a Star Wars online chat room where I started my role playing. I was thirteen. I told everyone I was sixteen because I didn't want to be yeah, weird. I want to be a little kid. You
1: were in a chat room. I was 13? in a chat room thirteen,
3: and I I would um, I made characters, made these Star Wars characters because I was very into Star Wars, and I role played these um, these women who were all very cool and sexy. Like mm. I remember, I, I used a picture of Yasmine Bleeth. <laughs> from from uh, Baywatch as my character and and she was like she was like the 90s hot you know yeah. like so hot and so i was like yeah i want to be i want to be just like this i want to be i want to be perceived this way even I was thirteen. I was like, I wanna, I wanna be mm. cool, and I was, I definitely wasn't. I had no friends. I was very good in school, but nobody actually wanted to hang out with me. And I was like sweaty and overweight, and I didn't like myself. Oh. so, so yes, it's okay. okay. It's all right. Well, We're all, we've all been there. We've all been there. Um, We're all crying. Thir- thirteen is rough. Thirteen is rough. It is. So, uh, but I remember like this, this character, this this uh, character of her name was Ivy. I I remember. Um, Finding that I could role play this character and, I, and the more that I tried to figure out like how to play her, the more I realized the the aspects of being cool live in inside and that's a really like oh friendship was inside us all along but <laughs> but it was it was like i i can i can play this character and she's coming across as cool and i'm not sourcing that from anywhere but myself so it became sort of this self-therapy of like i can i could be this yeah i could be a really cool person and people would like me and want to talk to me and um i could be attractive um and so i i did I did it I guess like I feel I feel pretty good about myself but now Rosie's the same I'm like okay so what I want to be because I there's no there's no getting away from getting old uh, but I want to that we be know able, of yeah yet yeah not yeah. in our lifetimes um Eventually, we'll all be ageless and we'll wish for death.
0: We'll be AI. It'll be
3: OK. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be uh, what's Before I download my Zonkers. consciousness. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I hope that I get to be an old lady who is uh, strong and confident, powerful in her body, who doesn't take any shit, who's lived a life that she doesn't regret um, as far as like the depth of it. You know, she was never bored. She made she made some some choices, as we all have, you know, um, but but the idea that I can kind of like set that as my north star and mm. be like, I want to be a, a rock and old lady one day, and so and I know that role playing helps me get there. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, it reminds me. I've been watching this show recently. I don't. Know, I forget what service it's on, uh, but it's called Pen Fifteen. <laughs> Have you heard of this?
3: <laughs> is it, there's a joke coming here? There's a joke. <laughs> oh I, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you
1: mean. It's a
0: thirteen year old yep. joke. Yeah, uh, sure uh, it so it's it's women who are in their thirties playing thirteen year olds. In middle school. Oh. It's on Hulu. Hulu. It's on Hulu. Thank you. Um, And all the other kids are... The right age, or at least they look at <laughs> the right age. So it, it's like this weird juxtaposition of looking old but acting as if they're the thirteen year olds. Oh my god, that's I need so to go cool. watch and this. So great! Now. It's about all the things you're talking about. That's awesome. In some ways, because they're also just figuring themselves out. But it's 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 fantastic. And uh, there's at least four scenes in my head as you were talking that I'm like, oh yeah, okay. so that's like that. That's Pen like 15.
3: that. I think I've heard of it because they don't they they do. Um, I, I feel like I saw they do a r- very realistic version of like instant. Messengers back in the day? Do mm. they, they have? There was apparently like a, a show that had a great portrayal of like what AOL Instant Messenger what it looked actually was like, like back in 1998. Yeah. 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 Those are the days.
0: Uh, AOL, man. There was a lot of chat rooms.
3: There's also there's another show that inspired Rosie um, and not for good reasons, um, but it's this show on Netflix called Wild, Wild Country. Mm. Have you guys seen this? No. You would love it. It's about the cult in Oregon. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah. All you had to say Stop. was cult, and she was right. like, yep, oh, nope. "Yeah, cult, yeah. Yep, yep, yeah." I've yep. seen, seen all. Them all. I love cult shows, shows. I but do. The, I do.
3: The woman in that show, the the Indian woman that is the centerpiece of it, she is this like. Shrunken, adorable lady, and she's also the most evil. She's real. This is a documentary. She is the most conniving, evil person. Like when you, when you go back, they show video footage of her in the seventies, and um, and then they're interviewing her in modern day,
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, and she's like, she's talking about the choices that she made in in the service of this cult. But there's literally a part of this show where she talks about grinding up beavers. To poison the water supply, like she is she's a real life joker. She is an insane criminal. it's so good, Wild wild country. and that uh, like Rosie has this criminal backstory. Oh, so I, I was like, yeah Rosie, Rosie's a she did some some stuff. So when I, f- I saw that, I was like, if I saw this lady walking down the street, I'd be like, she's adorable, You're right. I would not guess that she was a maniacal criminal in the you 70s, and that's very inspiring. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is very cool.
3: You yeah. just
2: don't yeah. know. Yeah. You can't and that's what or, yeah, you yes. mentioned orange yes. is the new black
0: too and like the yeah. the character of red is is I, know. I, I love her red. so much. Oh yeah, red's yeah so good and I never I I, don't, I I know this now but when I was watching I was like oh my god that's Kate Mulker oh I, yeah I had no like connection with her from, from Voyager and I was like wait a second that's the same person that I watched even crazy, right I
3: watched so much Voyager uh, I feel like there were three of us watching Voyager but I watched <laughs> I loved Voyager because she was the only female captain yeah. of, of all of the Star the star Wars, star Wars Star Trek shows the Star Wars shows <laughs> yeah get at me internet <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know the Star Shows everyone knows them Star Search Star and there was, Trek
3: yeah I think it was like the soapiest of them and so a lot of people were like this isn't real Star Trek bleh. Um, but I loved her I loved Seven of Nine yeah. um, I, I loved um, Belana Taurus like all of the female characters on that show are awesome and all the dudes are super
0: dumb they're real dumb, <laughs> they're real dumb. <laughs> I I bounced off that show almost because college happened and I wasn't oh, able sure. to, to, to to watch as much. Oh, I was and a little I never, child,
3: so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was just a small <laughs> thing uh, so I was able to do it. Um, but yeah, no, and now, and now with Discovery, I'm like all back in. Oh, yeah. And like, I haven't oh, I watched, go back and haven't watch watched all of any
3: Discovery it. yet. It's, so good. it's really? so good. Yeah,
0: it takes basically what you love about Star Trek and is like, oh, but... Here's some Game of Thrones flavor Ooh. in it to be like, oh, here's the episode, like the, the continual narrative okay. rather than the, um, you know, having to have it be procedural and like end on the same note every single time. Is
3: Discovery streaming anywhere or is it just on like the CBS app? It's only the whatever? CBS okay. thing. Okay.
0: All access, CBS all access. Got it. Okay. Worth, worthwhile.
3: That's what I've I've heard is that people just get the CBS for Discovery and that it's, it's totally worth you it. You can yeah. catch up on um, – Back seasons of Big Brother as well. Oh, finally,
1: <laughs> apparently,
0: you can also not only do the back seasons, but you can actually join and watch like the feed.
1: Oh, that's right. Because of CBS what, All
0: Access, yeah. you can literally be like, "Oh, I'm going to watch what's happening 24/7. in the Big Brother room here."
1: Oh, look at there's that show's Greg Macon. Oh cereal. yeah, they're on like season that's like 45 or something like that.
0: Oh, my
2: yeah. Goodness oh, gracious. I do still, you? still,
1: yeah. <laughs> my Big Brother and I like to watch. it. <laughs> We do, and we we watched, talk about we it. We started Little watching the show because I thought it was about him. Yeah, but yeah. Like, Big Brother, I <laughs>
0: have one of those. And you're like, why are you grinding up beavers, Big Brother? What are you going to be doing with those?
1: He's, he's putting them in the water supply. So <laughs> cool. Dude, wild,
3: wild country is so wild. <laughs> Get out of upstate New York now. I couldn't believe it. Like the first episode, I had to look it up. I had to pause it and look it up on Wikipedia because I thought it was a mockumentary. <laughs> right? like, yeah. it, was, it was so friggin' unbelievable. But there are people in this area who remember the, yeah, the Raj, like right Rajneesh backyard. Rajneesh I think. Oh, was it's it? The, was it the cult. Oregon? Yeah, it was in Oregon. Oregon, yeah, okay. yeah, Um And so, yeah, I can't remember the name of the cult, but it's it's so fascinating. It's I was screaming at my television, which never happens. I was just like, whoa! Well, I'd pause it and go, what? <laughs> <laughs> this can't be. <laughs> Are true. you serious? It was
1: insane. I yeah, love that. Really? Have good. you seen the? Um, Oh, no, I can't remember. Catwalk, maybe? The one about... Talk about no. shows that you think are a mockumentary, but they're really not.
3: No. Oh, oh no, that's, so that's the one that, about the cat shows, right? But in Canada... Oh, I've seen it twice. Oh, Canada. <laughs> that one I've seen twice. Uh, Team Oolala, by the way. Oh, God, I yes. loved it. Yes, thank you. Thank you. A lot of people are like, Oolala's like disgusting. Uh, she, is, she is the most beautiful animal I've ever seen. She's but one she's, of those super smash face yeah. Persians where their nose is, like, above their eyes. Mm. There Love was... Um, mm-hmm. That was an amazing show yeah was like is this real I know like somehow
1: like everybody was just super endearing and charming I know it and was
3: really cute and and, and like they go into these like sad little gymnasiums for their cat shows <laughs> and there was, a, there was a there was a scene where they did an agility course and the cats oh, are like yeah. no <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're
0: not dogs nope. <laughs> not gonna do it's
3: it
1: we the
0: ain't this happen.
2: And then nice. these
1: shows take place in like little like
3: little little, like community centers the basements centers. of a community yeah. center like, but everybody's oh. so passionate about their cats their this show. is
0: all inspiration for playing tabaxi I was yes, just gonna say exactly yeah and you got yeah. all
3: kinds of tabaxi inspiration
0: for as well I, I as did your familiars
1: create, I, Chris Lindsay just helped me create a tabaxi Very for exciting. Gary Cohn ooh yeah. what's tell me about your tabaxi uh, <laughs> her name is sure shop paw 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure shot. Someone has to stop. She's a you. ranger.
3: This is the, you are atrocious. <laughs> Can't stop, Sh- won't stop. Sure shot. Pop, pop, pop. All right. Like sure shot. Yes. Oh,
0: like she's said okay oh, she's a sure ranger. Shot. Sure shot.
3: Oh, sure shot. Okay. Sure, sure shot. shot. Sure shot.
0: Sure. I can sure. 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 Is, he, is he a Beastie Boys
3: sure. fan? Paw, paw, paw.
0: Paw, paw, paw. Does
3: she only have three paws? Is she missing a paw? Uh, now she, she
0: is. <laughs> is. <laughs> She's lame. She's totally lame.
3: But She's got a wooden legs. Lame.
1: Like, for real lame.
0: Yeah, yeah like for real lame. Like- Stupid. Well, both right. lame. Yeah. I lame. mean, she's uh-huh. lame that way and she's lame not the other lame. way.
1: Why do you always hate my tabaxi? I tabaxis? mean, she's cool
0: and lame at the same time. <laughs>
1: Can't I just have a tabaxi? <laughs> you can you have a tabaxi. disparage in some way. Well,
0: now i got to bring back uh, uh, Daryl. They
1: don't know each other.
0: That's right. They'll be. They'll be like. I miss my sister. Oh, She's gone. Too
1: little, too late, Daryl. <laughs> you left her and Chol. We
0: created Tamaxi's that were from the same uh, litter. Uh, there was Aww. Drunky Two Shoes
3: and Daryl Two Shoes. <laughs> so this is. Would you guys call this a cat fight? What's going on? Meow. <laughs> 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 Don't shake your head at me, Pelham. <laughs> Don't you dare. You loved it.
0: Um, so bringing it back to Saul Marsh, it's going to be good, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, sure.
3: Yeah. <laughs> No, it's gonna be great. I'm so excited about it um and i i wouldn't uh it, it was my first like from from nascency to to product. Product, but still, even given that, I do think it's very cool. We had a uh, we had this we had this producer named Will who's who is, works on the um, the magic stuff, or maybe he's in finance. I can't remember. Anyway, <laughs> he's he's great. But he used to be in um, uh, he used to be a merchant marine mm. for many many years. Oh. and so we had multiple meetings with him where I would just pick his brain, like what are some weird things that happen at sea, and that that dude has so many stories. Really, and a lot of those stories ended up making their way into oh. um, NPCs. And roll tables and things, uh, and and so yeah, we we had we had a good time. I love oh roll tables. Yeah, I love roll tables. It's so much fun to make them, by so the mu- way. Oh, oh my really? god, it's so yes, much fun just to play them. I love to make them. I it's it's the kind of thing where um, I've described this before, so I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but I uh, you can like I I was sitting on my desk and I would just gaze out the window and I'd think like I don't know what's some D D stuff, and then it's it feels like uh, this this creativity felt like when you put the radio on scan mode Mm. and it just, it stops at a station you hear a little bit of the music and then it moves on unless you stop. So I could just, I can just put my brain on scan mode. Be like, what's some cool stuff? I don't know. Uh, goblins in some kind of like dwarven stone ship that they stole and there's no reason that this should float but it's magical, I guess. And, they they want you to find a shipwreck because their ship sank and you need to lift it out of the sea this is but that that kind of thing is like what that what i'd put on a random encounter table you're oh, you're yeah. at sea and you see this weird ship what is it Roll on this table it's this so what's nice. cool
0: about stuff like that is that it's not you don't need to flesh it out it's no. just like here's the idea yeah, dungeon yep. master flesh it out yeah, yeah. players totally. might interact with that and then Take it a whole different direction than what you were even exactly. thinking. I yeah. And, uh,
3: as, as with everything, one of the things that I love about fifth edition in particular is that Ghost of Saltmarsh is a great book for you to run and, and take verbatim at its word. But it's also an awesome springboard for creativity and new ideas. Mm-hmm. So as, as with everything, it's like take what you love out of this, leave what you don't love, and then use it to make your own stuff. Put this like take all take all of Salt marsh and all of our random encounters and put them in space. You know, d- do that. It's, why not? Like, yeah, why right? not?
0: People have been c- asking for, for spelljammer. Spell jammer. <laughs> do what
3: you're What's on your difference?
0: own. Yeah.
3: <laughs> they're they're all ships. Spelljammer confirmed coming out. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Dang it. Again, oh, no.
2: <laughs> How many times have goes. you confirmed
3: it at this point? <laughs> oh, I love to confirm spelljammer on a daily basis. <laughs> No, I'm not, I'm not confirming spell jam. <laughs> Too late. It's already out there. Please don't fire me, Nathan.
0: We are going on the ship of space. Yep. space.
3: It's like a space ship. Oh,
0: i never heard Whoa, that before. Yeah, Let's, do yeah. that. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm writing this down. This on is the, the falling star. Duh. <laughs> it's like right there. <gasps> Ooh, the falling the star. The falling star.
3: Whoa. That's beautiful. Please tell me you remember the great space
0: coaster. I remember the great space okay. coaster.
3: What is Is this an old person thing? <laughs>
0: I have this interview anyway. over, right? Yeah, this is Shelly, the done. last She's time I'll be out. on Dragon Talk. <laughs> Remember, old people are cool, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Right? That's why exactly. I was asking That whole you. portion exactly. about how old, old people were, were cool.
3: Awesome. Why do you think I like you so much?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shelly's, heroic, not, Shelly's not old. Sexy old lady. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hell yeah, you are. Are you kidding? That's for real. All of that? All right, yeah. you're back. Yeah. All of those magic shows?
0: Invited yeah. back. Like that's all
1: of them. Yes,
3: of course. Like even the old... Heroic, sexy... Young lady. <laughs> you're certainly not rosy old. Call mm. me when you're 120 and I'll be impressed. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Expect a call tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were born right after Kesha.
1: Yes. Amazing. Right. <laughs> Our birthdays are We're one really day bad apart. at time
0: travel, and this is part of the reason why <laughs> it's messed up everything. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Star Trek episode. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, it's been awesome chatting with you, yeah. as always. Uh, my, my
3: first and last. Dragon talk appearance not at all we'll have you back on every week from going forward yes. let's be honest yes. okay. uh, and funny. we're excited
0: about uh, uh, doing a segments uh, going forward too yes. so yeah.
3: That's fun. I know so many secrets so many secrets when, <laughs> once I'm allowed to tell you guys oh, I'll tell yeah. I'll tell you all the
0: secrets okay
1: you can come back yes That's it. yes
0: uh, there might even be some sinister secrets you could reveal <laughs> oh God all right I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys uh, so much. Uh, uh, where can be, well, People know where to, to, to look for you on the Twitters. Totally. But if you yeah. wanted to give a shout out to yourself, how would you sure. do that? Sure.
3: Um, I'm, I'm in the middle of a Twitter break right now. But oh, that's right. Um, uh, you can follow me at Kay Welch with four H's. Kate Welch. Uh, and that's pretty much it.
0: What about uh, Acquisitions Incorporated? C-team? Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Of course. Um, if, uh, if you want to watch the C-Team, uh, Acquisitions Incorporated, we stream every Wednesday from 4 till 7 on Penny Arcade. Twitch, Twitch.tv/PennyArcade, and it's also hosted by the D and D channel. So um, you can watch our antics there. There is a lot going on, and it is a blast. And I think we, I think we make a pretty funny show. Um, and Jerry, Jerry Holkins is our DM, and just kills it every week. So. It's it's worth tuning in if only for his storytelling.
0: You guys do good work. Thank you. I,
3: I think you guys do really good work. Do I you? was thinking about yeah, I was really excited to come on Dragon Talk today because I like you guys so much. Oh, we like you too. Oh, yeah. we yeah. like you Are we still it. on? Oh. No. Yeah, we're
0: totally still on. Oh, <laughs> and we'll I have, hope so. Can we just have you come on to do that every week? <laughs> yeah, just
1: run over. That's, that's really the theme of the show long. is that we just lift each other's spirits that's up. Really
2: that's really nice. True. So you
1: just did that. You filled our buckets.
3: Um no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> with, with,
1: with laughter, and a laughter
0: hole of course. In the bu- all right, no. There's a old, hole in your
1: bucket. Dear Eliza, dear dear Eliza. Eliza. Yeah.
0: That was a fantastic interview. I love talking to uh, Kate in the office and I'm we, glad we got to have her on the, I know. the microphone. I
1: know. I'm excited to to hear all about the work that she's been doing.
0: Yeah. It's good stuff.
1: She's a very talented young lady.
0: (laughs) Extremely talented. like
1: my daughter, Kesha. (laughs) I think they're about the same age. (laughs) It's probably true. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Uh, God, so Kate could also be my daughter.
0: What? I don't think so. Well, we'll have to ask. We'll have to find out. Um, Anything going on in uh, Avalon Hill World that you wanted to to throw out? Hey,
1: we're just trying to finish our Betrayal Legacy game. It's
0: true. It's set up right now in the middle of... Oh, it's killing me. What was it? Uh, The fourth chapter? The fifth chapter? I I don't... Fifth, maybe? Fifth or sixth? Four? Four? We're only at four? Dang.
1: The snow really messed us up because it kept hitting on Mondays.
0: It did. Yeah.
1: And now Bart is out on Monday and he's Again? He's the traitor. He so the tra- who's going to take his spawn?
0: Oh man, I thought we were going to try to do it later on today, but now we can't, huh? All right. No. Maybe we'll have him call in as a traitor. Yes. Via, via uh, Skype or something Let's like that. Let's do it. Yeah. Or we
2: just, we'll just kill him. Why don't we just
0: kill him? <laughs>
1: Stuff but we are on. at that
0: point that we're like, I don't know who can win. We're, it's it's very intermiss, So I don't, I, don't I know think we can figure it out. Uh, but I like the way the story is going. It's, it's so kind good. of crazy. Uh, it's crazy. I don't know how to, to finish it out, but we will.
1: And I just love the history. I just love flipping my card over and being like, oh yeah, that happened. Remember? And I just feel like it's like forming. a You know that my um my family is witches.
0: <sighs> I did not know that they were.
1: I mean, they fancy themselves witches, but they're all female so far and all of their names begin with an M. Mm,
0: Magdalena.
1: Magdalena was one of them. Oh, that's who I am because she survived the last chapter and I got to bring her back to life. Oh. Or bring her back.
0: Are you sure it's not like a clone or like an evil version of uh, her? I'll
1: never be sure.
0: <laughs> not with I mean, that is game. anyone ever sure? No one's sure. No one's sure. No one's sure at all.
1: <laughs> Sometimes I feel like maybe Rob shows up here after we all go home at night and he like shuffles things around and makes weird things happen.
0: Rob Davio, the, yeah. the designer. Yeah. Of, yes. Uh, like Betrayal he does Legacy. that to every
1: game of Betrayal Legacy I'm, that's out there right now.
0: Underneath the table that we are currently playing on, there's something under there. It's Rob. I think it's Rob. I think that's where Rob sleeps. I don't think
1: that we're playing today, Rob.
0: He's go like, home boom boom okay. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Rob. <laughs> Get out. you only let him out when he can come out with the expansion. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, as soon as we finish this, which will be like in two years, and we'll want an expansion the well next season
0: all right, I'm excited uh for people to learn uh all about uh ghosts of Saltmarsh. We'll be doing more uh topics and or lore you should knows uh about. That adventure as well as uh, what's going on with uh, Saltmarsh in general yes. uh, going forward, uh, which will be great. Again, that adventure comes out on May 21st everywhere. You everywhere. can get it digitally. You can get it um, uh, through your online retailers. You can get it at your local game store. But at your local game store is the only place you can get the alternate cover yep. of a Sahu again. Be different. Uh, with you know the Dare kind of black, different. soft-touch, metallic shininess going on, so so I suggest you go to your local game store to do that first. May 21st. All right. Um, If you need to find out anything about Dungeons & Dragons, well, there's a couple of ways you can get in touch. You can follow me. I'm at Greg Tito on Twitter. Uh, Greg's underscore Tito on Instagram. Right now it's very much filled with pictures of uh, my family in New York City. Uh, but We're doing more D&D stuff in there too. Uh, I got to hang out with uh, some awesome people and play D&D in Brooklyn uh, when I was there. So there is a, a, a couple of good pictures about that um, nice. from uh, the folks who run the 20-sided store. So Lauren Belanco uh, uh, was a player, oh, and she was yeah. great, uh, as well as the folks from Brooklyn Quarter. Uh, you were busy. I was busy. Went to go a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but yeah, and then you can also go to DungeonsandDragons.com for all the latest kind of news and announcements there. Dragon Plus, though, is a great resource, and I want more people yes. to download. There's a new issue that has tons of preview content about Ghosts of Saltmarsh in it. Uh, available right now. Just came out. So uh, download it for your Android, your A- iOS phone uh, and uh, check it out on the web at dragonmag.com. Do it. Where can people find out about you, Shelly
2: Moo?
1: You can find out about me on Twitter at Shelly Moo or Avalon Hill at Avalon Hill too, or we're both on Facebook. swear. You can go to the Avalon Hill Facebook page which is think is Avalon Hill Games.
0: And you can find uh, all about Oso De La Fez <gasps> and in Dragon, Dragon Wars, Mag, Dragon Mag,
1: yeah, should
0: be fun. It's so cool. Um, we, as always, want to get the word out about this podcast as much as possible. So if you're still listening to this outro, please tell your friends, share it on social media. Uh, we are uh, hopefully trying to expand what we're able to do for you uh, in for podcast you. world yes. uh, in general. So any th- help you have getting the word out uh, now would be an awesome time, and I'll give you virtual high fives, yeah. uh, especially if you. Tag me on the Twitters. Expect a retweet. or five from me. Five? Five. Five retweets. I'm yeah, I'm breaking all the rules. Crazy. I love it.
1: You're a generous um, man.
0: You know what's really interesting about this ship though, this falling star ship that we have yeah. right in front of us? Is I don't know if it can sustain oh, damage. Oh no. From is it like multiple, a hailstorm? From multiple nope.
2: uh, D20s. Nope. Oh god. Oh! Ah, ah. Ah. Ah, the ship is
0: going down.
2: Ah, no.